What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition, rendition, you know, episode, whatever you want to say, to the hard count. You know, breaking everything down over there in the football world. What's going on to uh, my brother over there, CJ? How we doing today on this Tuesday night? I see your Knicks playing right now. You know, having Fournier going off. I know it's the football show, but I know you got to be happy about it. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the worst third quarter teams in the league, so <laughs> not really too happy. And they just gave up a lead. You know what I'm saying? It was up twenty something. Now it's three point lead, three point game. So, you know, that's, that's the next for you, man. You know what, CJ? I think it's going to be all right. I'm feeling a dub this game. Feeling a dub for you. Yeah, we'll see, bro. You know, it's been it's been uh it's been pretty tough out here in the garden. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so before we get into it, I guess we should tell the people that we are over here. Listen, I know you like to uh, watch us on, uh, oh, let's see if I can, bang, oh, hold on, I'm trying to see if I can do this right now, if I can share it with the people, not on the on, on here, but obviously, you watch us over here on the, on the stream, you know, where you can see us at the YouTube, Twitter, anything like that, make sure you, uh, make sure you swap on over to the YouTube or the Twitch, or the Facebook, because we can't see your comments uh, unless we um, unless we can't see your comments from the Twitter anymore. So we need you over there so we can interact with the people, have some fun. And not only that, but we are now trying out ColorCast as well. So make sure you go over there, check it out. Right now, it's only for the Apple users out there, which, listen, by the way, you should have it anyway, okay? I'm sick and tired of green messages, I'm just saying. Um but go over there, check out ColorCast. If you go to the bottom of the talk page, you just go to Open Talk. You can find me and CJ over there on the ColorCast as well. So make sure you go and check that out. Uh, fun new app that we're trying out over here. You know, you can watch, you know, not technically watch, but you get like the, the full stats, of the games going on, things like that, you know, during game dates. So it's uh, it's pretty fun. We are trying out ColorCast. We obviously got everybody over on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, everything of that nature. So make sure you check us out. But, CJ, with that being said, are you ready to uh, hop on into it as we always do? Yeah, let's do it, bro. Let's start it up. Yes, sir. And uh, we started where we usually do, this, the uh, Monday night games. I always want to say Sunday. But yeah, yeah, you always say Sunday. <laughs> listen, CJ, one of these days I'll get it right. You know, <laughs> I've, only been, I've only been doing these podcasts for like a year now, you know? So English is hard these days. Um <laughs> we start off with the Monday. See, there you go. Monday night game. We got the Bucks playing against the Giants. 30-20-10 um, victory for the Bucks. They avoid a three-game losing streak, which I believe Tom Brady's only had one three-game losing streak in his entire career. It was back in, like, 2002 or something crazy like that. Um, so they avoid that. They bounce back and get the dub against the Giants. And, you know, I don't – put that much stock into it i guess you know some people started getting a little bit worried about the bucks and everything that they were doing over there but hey they uh they bounce back they get the win over a team that they absolutely should have and you know the big thing that comes out of this is mr jason garrett you know mr sir claps a lot has been fired he is no longer the offensive coordinator for the giants obviously joe judge is still there the head coach and they're actually going to move freddie kitchens who some of you may remember as the Browns head coach for, you know, one season, I believe, um, over to the offensive coordinator role, basically. I guess he wasn't officially named it, but he's going to end up calling the plays. He's done it before, so he's going to do it again for the Giants. And 
Yeah. What was what was his role before getting this new one? What was he? What coach? What kind I of coach was he? I want to say he was a positions coach. I don't know what position it was, but I feel like he was a positions coach. I don't quote me on it, but um, I I do believe. All right. So Freddie Kitchen's gonna take over, and yeah, you know, I guess they're trying to, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit. The offense hasn't been very good uh, throughout the year so far, so they're trying to mix it up over there. But and I, uh, you know, I, I don't look too much into it, honestly. But it's something that they're gonna try, and I guess I, I know. Listen, to, you know, just the New York radio, as as you know, we get to do over here being in New York, CJ. I guess the, the thought process around the Giants is that Freddie Kitchens kind of made Baker Mayfield look good. And if Freddie Kitchens can't if, – if Daniel Jones and that offense can't at least get to, like, the the mid-Baker Mayfield tier, then they're, they're just going to move on. Because if you can't be at, at least be Baker Mayfield in the league, then you're probably not going to be in the league. So this is, a, this is kind of an important little stretch for Daniel Jones. Uh, this might determine if he has a starting job. Um it's going to get a little interesting, but what do you take from this game? You, you know, are the Bucks fixed? Or, you know, or what's good with the Giants, everything? What do, you, what do you got? It's a nice test for Tampa Bay just to get out, you know, and that little two-game losing streak that they had. Uh, you know, the Giants, like you said, they're not, they're not really a good team. Uh, even though they have talent, they have a bunch of guys that you know their name, but collectively uh, just hasn't been able to work. Letting go of Jason Garrett. Uh, as soon as they picked him up, I knew it was going to be set up for failure. We saw his history in, in Dallas. Ultimately, gave up his play calling ability to Kellen Moore um, before his before his time ended in Dallas. So, you know, not a lot of creativity in his schemes and his play calling. So, uh, I kind of saw that happening in New York as well. And you know, here we are now. Freddie Kitchens is kind of the same thing. I mean, he had that little spurt before he got the head coaching job and, and Baker did solid. There was a little bit of creativity in what they were doing, but when it, when it comes down to what he was as a head coach, and I believe he was still calling the offensive plays, it was definitely a nightmare. <laughs> so it was really tough. It's really tough to evaluate Darren Jones. Yeah, I mean, he isn't, he isn't really playing great football right now. I don't feel like he's had great coaches in terms of an offensive standpoint around him. That's a Gettleman thing. He obviously, he hires the, he hires these guys. Joe Judge. A lot of people still have. A lot of people are a fan of his. They still think highly of him as a head coach. But you, at the end of the day, you have to win football games, and that's not what that's not what they're doing right now. They're three and eight. It looks ugly. I'm not sure what they're gonna do. I know for sure. Gettleman, this is Gettleman's last year, 100%. Oh, it has to be. Daniel Jones. I'm not, I'm not, it might be his last year as well. You bring in a new GM, not entitled to keep Daniel Jones, not entitled to keep Joe Judge either. Um, he's not tied to any, all three of those. He's not tied to the quarterback or the, or the head coach. And once they bring a new guy in, so we could completely see an overhaul um, for this franchise. I think that's, I think that's what's best. Saquon's future probably could be up in the air as well. Who knows? Uh, does he want to go through another rebuild uh, again? Even though, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want to go through another rebuild again, he might try to explore his options. They might try to get some compensation out of him. So uh, it's, it's definitely, definitely, it's just a wake-up call. And that's what happens when you play these games. You figure out what, where your team is at 
and what you could do down the road. And I think that's what New York is, is seeing right now. And then for Tampa Bay, it's nice to get back in the win column. We're starting to see the NFC South kind of fall a little bit. I know, the, I know the Panthers played a close game against the Washington football team, but definitely the, the Saints, they're just depleted. They don't have Kamara. They don't have Michael Thomas. They got their third string quarterback out there. And the defense is great, but, you know, you, you got to be able to score points in this league. And, and then you look at the Falcons. You, know, you, you, saw, you saw what New England did to them. You saw what Dallas did to them the week before. <laughs> so it's definitely definitely a tough tough road in that division. So all they got to do is just continue to, you know, they're going to win their division. That's, that's a given. Now it's going to come down to them playing defense. The defense played great last night. They really got to Daniel Jones, created a lot of pressure, two interceptions. They did a great job. Gronk coming back, I think that changes the entire offense. Uh, we talked about this the last few weeks. That's obviously Tom Brady's favorite target, you know, the amount of history that they've had in terms of knowing each other, running routes, being at the right spots at the right time. You just, you just, there's so much experience that those guys have. Yes, even though Mike, even though Evans and Godwin are great wide receivers, they've only been with Brady for, for a year and a half, a year and almost, almost two years. So Brady and Gronk have been around for a decade. So it's just it's just different when you have a guy like Gronk in there. It just changes the whole dynamic of the team. And once they get AB back, I think it'll do the same thing. So it's good to see the Bucks get back on get back on track. They cleaned up some penalties. They're really just beating themselves with penalties, stopping drives. You can't can't do that in this league, man. It doesn't matter who you go up against. When you put you keep keep going back backwards, uh, just it, it demoralizes the momentum of the team and also adds momentum to the other team. So they cut they cut some of that out, which is good. Yeah, bugging that comment is huge. Thank good, yeah, that is kind of yeah. <laughs> thank goodness for Garrett. Yeah, Garrett. Yeah, it's time for Garrett. But yeah, Tampa Bay back in the win column. Uh, I think it's important if they want to try to get the right seeding going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see what they do without Garrett because obviously, offensive core. Like this is just this is like the typical move that's like, oh, we're gonna try and you know boost the confidence of our team or or do this or that. Like this isn't. You can put some blame on it. I mean, I did see one play. I think it was their fourth down call when they went for it earlier in the game that they were literally at one point in the play, three wide receivers running their proper routes all on top of each other, like literally in a row, probably with a yard of separation between all of them. I mean, I don't understand how that's even a play call in the NFL. And then second of all, I didn't even know this until today. You know that, uh, you know that the left tackle, who caught a touchdown pass yesterday has more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony combined. Uh, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Galladay got a lot of money in the offseason. Uh, it was kind of one of those late signings to think the Giants hopped on and gave him, I think he got what, 40 mil guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken, around that range. Yeah, just tough. Least amount of touchdowns in the last two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's been, he's been, yeah, he's been mediocre for. For over a decade, 100%. I, I didn't understand the hire, and now that's why he's gone now. That's a great point, Corey. And hopefully hopefully something happens over there with the Giants. <laughs> something happens over there. They have a lot of talent. They got a lot of names. Ingram, Barkley. Barkley came back um, after after the ankle injury. His first game back last night, which is good. You want to see him out there. Hopefully he can just stay healthy and just show that he could, you know, he could be healthy enough to, to be a guy that they could carry. That, that could be a franchise guy for them moving forward if they decide to keep him or not, depending on what happens with the front office. So, uh, But they got, like you said, Tony. Drafted Tony where they could have stayed stayed up there and they could have took Devonta Smith and not even get Galladay in the first place in the draft. 
decide to trade back with the, with Fields and with with the uh, with the Bears and get Fields. Right. Pat Sherman's offense was the best time for Daniel Jones. Yeah, they they should they probably should have kept him. Uh, just they just need some creativity, man. They just need some creativity in that offense. But right now, it's uh, definitely definitely rough patch for the for the New York Football Giants. Now here another you know quick question before we move on to the next game. You know, a game that was actually worth watching. Um, <laughs> yeah, for oh, for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, how <laughs> how much do you how much do you think the Giants regret drafting Barkley? Because here's my thing. I, since the beginning, haven't been too sold on him. Because and it's, a, it's a weird comparison because I don't think he's as good as him. But he's a little bit, and I've heard this you know, comparison a lot, Barry Sanders, and the fact that it's you know 15 rushes for one yard. And then all of a sudden he gets an 80-yard run play. So at the end of the game, it's 16 rushes for, you know, 115 yards and everybody's like oh my gosh he had a heck of a game like he's unbelievable and it's right. like that's when you have to like look at what's actually happening because i feel like saquon can't get yards i understand that their offensive line isn't very good and that's obviously for a running back you know kind of a death sentence we saw it last year <laughs> how the Steelers couldn't run the ball um because they just had a terrible offensive line this year it's a little bit better Najee harris is looking really good but i mean i just feel like he like he's not somebody that can you can like pound the rock and just get yards all the time. Like unless there's a, a hole there, he like nothing happens. And that's such a bad situation, especially for Daniel Jones too, because like I put a lot of blame on him. Don't get me wrong. Um, he has to play better, but like, what are you supposed to do when every single drive you're in, you know, third and seven, because they've tried, you know, that you run the ball first down to get a yard. Then, you know, you, you attempt to pass the ball, it's probably incomplete somehow. And then third down, it's third and eight, third and nine, third and seven, and you have to, you know, gain seven yards on third down every single play because you can't run the ball. So, like, I don't know how much blame I put on Saquon, but, I like, there's no way that the Giants look at that pick and have any thought of, of actually liking it. And I don't think – I think they would be out of their mind, out of their mind to give him a contract. Because I think that I think it's they have to give him an extension this year. How the hell do you pay Saquon? I can't. First of all, he hasn't been healthy the past what I would say two two years, basically. Um, and then, what's the production? Is it really that crazy? Like everybody wanted him to be Kamara and McCaffrey or or you know somebody of that, and he's not. Like he just isn't. Yeah. Well, let's look at the top backs in the league. They all have great offensive lines, plain and simple. Look at Jonathan Taylor, best O-line in the, one of the best O-lines in the league. Uh, Derrick Henry, when he was there, Titans had a great O-line. Saints with Kamara. McCaffrey, you could probably say, you know, it's probably not a lot of guys, unless you're a purist, probably wouldn't know a couple of those guys that they have up front. But McCaffrey does other things as well in terms of catching the ball at the backfield, lining up a wide receiver and selling moments that could kind of take away from some of those – some of some of the offensive lines deficiencies um so you could say you could say yeah he's definitely 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 doesn't have a, a great career i mean his, his first two years were really good the last two years have been uh with injuries but if there's not a hole there i mean can't he can't run backwards <laughs> that's definitely some barry sanders oh, no, he can't run backwards. that's all he does <laughs> yeah i mean that's definitely some some barry sanders stuff i mean he starts running backwards and 
uh, trying to trying to make it happen. Just, the offensive line has been a problem before they even drafted Saquon. Um, so I just, you know, you could say like, I would say it's a bad pick because they didn't build the team the right way for him. Um, you know what the worst part about that is too, though? They drafted say, Saquon when it was Eli's last year there because they thought that they were going to be able to make another playoff run. Like that's, that's literally the reason they drafted Saquon instead of, you know, building other pieces or doing other things. They built it thinking <laughs> that they were going to make another run for Eli's last year. Yeah, well, yeah, they had Odell and they had Odell, rookie Saquon. It looked good on paper, and then they went 6-10. and 10. So, um, yeah, again, guess Gettleman. Gettleman just hasn't been able to build the right team. And you got to start with the guys up front. Look at the Patriots, offensive line, stout. All five guys dominant up there. That's why Harrison Stevenson could get could get those Browns. yards. Browns, exactly. Look at Chubb. That's what I'm saying. All these top running backs in the league have great O lines. Vikings got some dogs up there that a lot of people don't talk about. Giants don't have who's their best offensive lineman. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so, yes, you know some of some of it on Saquon. Sure, I mean, but also he can't he can't really do much without those guys up front. And the quarterback can't do much without those guys up front. And that's why when you put pressure on on Daniel Jones, it, it's a nightmare for that offense. And on top of the, the lack of creativity from the play caller. So it's just it's just ugly over there. So one word. You give Saquon a contract extension, yes or no? Uh, I, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Maybe not the highest paid running back in the league. Um, if he's expecting that money, I'd probably move on. But if he's if he wants something that's maybe so team, team friendly, league, he needs to get drug tested. Yeah, if he if he wants something team friendly, um, and then you know if you sell him on, you're gonna we're gonna build the O line in front of you and 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 get this get get it rocking with some of the money that you may that you may not get in a, on a different team in a different market. Then yeah, but if he's asking for, you know, Derrick Henry type bread, then. I would, I would, I would move on because again, we've seen running backs get drafted second, third round. You you plug them in, and you know they become household names. This is true. This is very true. Well, we move on. We move on to the Chargers and the Steelers. One of the, you know, you could say games of the year. You know, it looked a little, uh, looked like it was getting a little bit out of control for, for a while. Uh, I believe. Let's see here. Let's do some quick maths. That's seventeen to 10 at halftime, then 20, 27 to 10 in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter came around, and uh, Pittsburgh casually scored 27. They scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Chargers scored 14 in the fourth quarter. The game ends 41-37, and just a very fun game to watch. Obviously, the first half, you probably could have skipped. Honestly, the first three quarters, you can, you can kind of skip. Uh I remember I was watching the game, you know, doing some schoolwork, you know, because, well, I procrastinate everything I do and finish my paper at 3.30 in the morning instead of a normal person doing it, you know, throughout the week. Uh, that's you know, here and over there. And then all of a sudden I looked up and it's like the char- the, the Steelers are going down and trying to win the game. And I'm like, I'm like what the hell happened? Like, where, where did I go? Um, but, I, I, I mean, this was an unbelievable game by Herbert. Like, Herbert – played his ass off in this one 30 of 41 382 three touchdowns an interception and then you know this man's a little this man's athletic out here we don't we don't, we don't give that enough love casually out here nine carries for 90 yards look at you justin herbert using those legs 
pretty boy can run too. Uh, and then Ben Roethlisberger on the other side, 28 of 44, 273, three touchdowns. Uh, didn't get much going in the run game. Najee Harris only had 12 carries, 39 yards. Obviously, they had to pass a lot. They were down big at one point. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 7 for 101, a touchdown. Chase Claypool, 5 for 93. Uh, so it was a very entertaining game. And, you know, I feel like these are going to be the games that the Chargers are going to have to end up winning. Um, because and, – and it's – it's not even because it's a shootout, right? I think it's they're going to have to win games where they're up so teams can't run against them because we all know that their run defense is, is I mean, it's terrible. And they were even talking about it on the Sunday night broadcast and the fact that, you know, their head coach basically is saying, you know, listen, if you guys want to run the ball against us, uh, we'll let that happen because, you know, it's going to, you know, take a lot of plays, you know, uh, hopefully that they'll just be able to stop it eventually. But they kept their safeties deep. They never brought anybody up into the box, you know, try to, to counter it. Um, and it's kind of a bold strategy. <laughs> that, that is bold. Um, and you saw it against a team like the Ravens where they just ran it down their throat, controlled the game, and, and they won that. Um, the Browns tried it, but that game became a shootout, so uh, the Chargers ended up actually winning that one. But I still like this team. I mean, they're 6-4. and four, They're one game back in the Chiefs. They already beat the Chiefs so far. Obviously, the Chiefs are, are kind of – getting their footing. We'll talk about that game next, but I, I'm still not the biggest believer at the moment. Um, but yeah, the, the Chargers just seem to play crazy games. They had that one with the Browns earlier this year, like I said, but this was an impressive game out of Herbert. Uh, I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I don't even think he's in the conversation right now, but he's playing his way back into it because, you know, the first five weeks of the year, he was, you know, right up there with everybody else, you know, in the MVP conversation. And Herbert's played very well and I think that's how they're going to have to win. This is a quarterback league more than ever. Uh so if your quarterback isn't the best, then your team isn't going to be the best, but the Chargers found a very good one. I would easily say that he's already a top 10 quarterback in the league. I think he has a huge arm, obviously athletic like I said the nine carries for 90 yards. Um and then you know this is a that's kind of a heartbreaker in a way for the Steelers. You know, you battle all the way back and then you just can't end up, you know, finishing it out, but they scored 37. I mean, that's more offense than I expected out of the Steelers. I don't really expect too much from that Steelers offense anymore. And, you know, here's the other thing, too. They were missing a lot of people in this game. Like, they, I think they were missing, like, three three or four people on defense. I know Mick Fitzpatrick was out, um, and that caused a huge play late in the game for the Chargers. I believe it was a Mike Williams touchdown uh, because yep. of the miscommunication in the back end. Uh, they didn't have T.J. Watt, who was obviously, you know, in the running for defensive player of the year every single year he's on the field. Uh, and then I think they were missing a, a couple other people. You could tell uh, Hayward was dying in the game trying to chase down Herbert. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a very entertaining game. Chargers pulled it out. But what would you think? It made a lot of, you made a lot of points. Uh, definitely. You know, CJ, I try. <laughs> it was a close. Steelers won't be afraid in any of their remaining games. Bold prediction to go winless for the rest of the year will be favored. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a bold prediction. Uh, it's, it's possible. I feel like that tie hurt them 100%. Um, See, but the weird thing is ties don't hurt. In fact, they usually help people because it doesn't count as a loss. It's, but I feel like, like in that division, how, how, how tight that division is, um, even though you're right. Like, it, from aren't a, they to, technically right now ahead of the Browns in the division? I'm not sure. I'm not sure right now. Um, have they played yet? They 
They haven't played yet, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh is five, four, and one. The Browns are six and five, and the Steelers are in third. Okay. All right. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be a close race. That I mean, that's a close race in that in that division. You know how how great that how great the talent is in that division. Um, in terms of especially with the, how, how well the Bengals have been playing, I think a lot of people didn't expect them to have this record this year. Thought it'd be a year away. We talked about this um, in the summertime. But back to this game, yeah, it was definitely a, it, was, it was looking like a blowout. You know, I was getting ready. I was watching Rick and Morty. I was chilling. Uh, <laughs> I was chilling, man. Watching Rick and Morty, relaxing, man. And, and then I turned. I was like two minutes later. I turned back two, three minutes later. I turned back to the game, and it's tied. I'm like, what the like? What's what's going on here, man? And then that interception. You know, they showed everything back. That interception, the tip interception. That was a great play by the Steelers DB. Uh, to make a play on it, a lot of fo- that, that takes a lot of focus to run that fast, get underneath the ball, you know, hold on to the ball. We know DBs have butterfingers for hands, so uh, that's that was. I was like, okay, this is a momentum swing, and then the Chargers go right back down. They stay composed, and and I don't know what happened on that coverage. Uh, how Mike Williams was so wide open like that? Then they go to the crib, and and it was it was GGs after that big bend. They, they try to make a run, but. It just they were unsuccessful in that last drive, and and you know like you said, you no know, Mika Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, those are like you know top five Steelers on the team. I mean those are like you could say those are top two players on the team right there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're not, probably top five players out yeah. there at both of their positions. And T.J. Watt's sure, probably yeah. Oh, yeah, number sure. one. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean you probably. I mean I'd probably say right now it's you know T.J. Watt, Fitzpatrick, Hayward. I mean I, I guess Big Ben, and then. Man, uh, Pouncey, those are probably the top five players on the team Shit, right there. I might have to put Najee in there. You could, yeah, I mean, you could throw Najee in there. You could definitely throw Najee in there as well for the year he's having. But they weren't able to even touch Justin Herbert, man. I mean, I think Herbert. I think a good comp for Herbert is is uh, is Andrew Luck. I see a lot of Andrew Luck in his game. His ability to to move out the pocket, uh, be a little bit more young Andrew Luck before he got blasted every game, uh, thanks to Ryan Grigson <laughs> and the GM. Yeah, he could still be in prison. <laughs> Facts. That's and, right there. Yeah, man. He's he, yeah. That's that's sad. But yeah, he he was he was untouched in that. You know, he was just chilling in the pocket, looking at everybody, making sure he was exactly open so he could throw it. No type of pressure. All you got to do is just double and chip Hayward, and then it was just smooth sailing from there. And that's exactly what they did. Austin Eckler had a great game as well. Um, out the backfield, he definitely had a game. If yeah, he had four tutties, I mean, if you know, if JT doesn't go crazy against Buffalo, I mean, you definitely he's definitely looking like. Uh, definitely top running back of the week, but unfortunately JT went went insane up there in, in Orchard Park. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we'll, we'll get to that soon. But yeah, it was a, it was an entertaining fourth quarter, 100%. And uh, for the Steelers, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. They definitely have to win now. I know Corey just made a hot take and said they're gonna go winless. Very possible, very possible, man. And the offense. When's the last time you seen that offense put up 37 points? It's been a while. So are, are they going to be able to play like that every single game? Um, no. Again, you got to you got to take the caveat of the, those the, those top two guys not being in there, so that could also obviously change the outcome of the game. But Chargers, they're going to have to win. You know, I think the Chiefs are trending in the right direction, even though it's not pretty. They're getting the Ws, and um, they, they, yes, they do have to win over over Kansas City. But I think that second game is definitely going to be uh, one 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 to watch for sure, and. 
And I'm pretty sure those guys got their got that marked on their calendar 100% being a division and it could be a potential seeding seeding game as well, depending on how this thing plays out in these last few games. So Chargers, much needed win for them. Uh, glad they didn't fold. They stayed composed. Herbert did a great job. Eckler did a great job. They have so they have a lot of talent, man. It's just just inconsistency from the Chargers, man. We saw this during the Phillip Rivers years. They, they start off hot and then they then they fold in the second half of the season or they start off slow in the first half of the season, then start off hot and, and then end the season hot and not able to get in because of the inconsistencies in the first half. So it's just about staying the course for that team. Uh, we'll see who the leaders are, who really step up and start to make these plays. Obviously, Justin is one of those guys. And if they, and, you know, they can make a right push and we'll, we'll see what happens in, in uh, January, February, but potentially February. So, uh, but I just, I just think it was a good win. Good win for the Chargers, much needed win for the Chargers. And we'll see what the Steelers can do when they get their guys back. Now, you mentioned that division will go to the next game, the Chiefs and the, and the Cowboys. The Chiefs got this one 19-9. Um, definitely was not the game that I was looking at uh, to be a 19-9 game. I was, you know, I think I predicted a 38-35. And, uh, well, didn't get that one right. Because, uh, of course, you know, two of the better offenses that we think of in the NFL is, uh, you know, a defensive battle. Makes sense. Um, but, you know, uh, CJ, I want to get your thoughts on this game first because I have mine. But I want, I'm, I'm curious where you are on the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Yeah, it's a good win by the Chiefs. I mean, you look at – remember, like, what was it, like three, four weeks ago, we were looking at the schedule for the Chiefs and we were saying it might get a little ugly. And <laughs> they won all the games <laughs> that we were saying that could be a toss-up. So yeah. uh, definitely wasn't pretty. We said the Giants were a lock. Other than that, you know, we were like, you know, we don't know. And uh, you know, here we got four in a row for this team uh, the defensive finally finally woke up i mean this happens sometimes in seasons um you, you, you can even look at new england they started off slow and then and then everything started to come together and they started putting some dubs together i think the defense is just playing much more stout uh looking great i think they're moving chris jones back to defensive tackle made a huge difference 100 uh he's obviously one of the best three techniques in the league and uh, if you if you he just disrupts so many things in the middle of, in the middle of that defense in the middle of that offensive uh defensive line he creates so much havoc. I, I don't know why they tried to move him out there to, to end. Uh, he doesn't have the speed of an end, but he definitely has the speed of an excellent DT, and that's what he's been doing so far um, in this winning streak for them. I think defensively from the, on the back end, they've done a pretty good job as well, uh, not giving up big players, kind of have a bend but don't break type defense. Um, if, if push, push, now it's kind of what they were doing the last two years when they, you know, went, went to the bowl twice and ultimately won one, you know, but there wasn't like a, the, it wasn't the Legion of Boom. But you know, they they there was a it was a it was a bend but don't break defense. You know, they stopped people from scoring, getting in the end zone, held people to three, and then they know they got 15 on, on the sideline ready to throw bombs. But I think now defensively, uh, um when 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 defenses are scheming up against scheming up against Pat Patrick in, in this offense, it's it's gonna it's gonna be too high. They're gonna they're gonna it's gonna be too high. They're gonna have to play two high safeties, bro, because you can't you can't have one high with, with Tyreek out there. You just it's impossible. It's impossible. And McCall Hartman, he's also a threat as well if he if he can get out in the open. And you got you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play that dink and duck style of offense. You're gonna have to run the ball, stay committed to the running game. That's why these wins look so ugly. That's why you don't see 45, you know, 44 like we used to, like we're accustomed to seeing over the last two years with this Kansas City team. You're gonna have to win ugly sometimes. I think that's exactly what they did. Dallas on the, Dallas losing C D Lamb was a big loss. I think I think Dallas's defense was really the, the biggest, the biggest thing. I think for in, throughout they this kept game, them in the game. They, they, well, of course, yeah, they definitely kept them in the game. It, it, you know, if the defense didn't didn't bring their A game, it, it could have got really it could have got really ugly for sure. Um, they got the interception. That was a great play. I'm forgetting. I think it was I think it was Brown. 
uh, on Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey dropped it, then he then he yeah. caught the caught the interception. That was a big play. Micah Parsons getting the strip sack on Patrick Mahomes, chasing him down. That's a big play. He's a, he's a stud, man. And uh, they definitely got a they definitely got a guy they definitely got a guy with him for sure, bro. For a guy for the future, in terms of being the stuff, the pass rusher could do a multitude of things on that defense. And if offensively, Zeke really didn't have it going. You know, he kind of had that ankle injury in the beginning of the game kind of got rolled up on and he was kind of limping throughout the game what really didn't have that type of burst so again Pollard, like i said he's a good change of pace back but he's not a, he's not a bell cow he's not a guy that could you know get 25 20 to 25 touches and get you a buck 50 and win the game for you that's not his style uh that's zeke style and i think he was he was shaking up a little bit again but that d-line did a did an excellent job you know really setting the tone kansas city's defensive line did a great job of setting the tone stopping dallas and then they really didn't have their receivers out there. Amari Cooper was out with COVID. Then C.D. Lamb got hurt with, with the concussion. And then from there, you just kind of saw, you know, it was it was gonna it was gonna be tough. Yeah, Dak, Dak was just under the rest the whole time. I mean, anytime he tried to climb up the pocket and make something happen in the pocket, it was it was some type of red body around him. And he's you know he's obviously not gonna run like I used to run like I used to like he ran in years prior because of what happened. So uh, you keep him in the pocket. And, and, and make him mess up his, you know, his timing a little bit, you know, have his feet a little choppy and, and you could, you could have yourself a game. You could have yourself a game. Some of those balls start sailing and things like that. And that's, that's all you want from your, um, from your defense. You got to give a lot of credit to Steve Spagnuolo and the Kansas city defense uh, for, for how they really come along over these last few weeks. And this ultimately leads to dubs. So uh, great, great win for the chiefs most important win. And they're right there. They're right there. And on, on top of the teams, you know, look at all the teams that we thought that was going to be the best team in the AFC. They all took L's last week. So, uh, you know, Kansas City's right there. New England's right there. And we're we'll, we going to see what happens, man. We're going to see what happens. Yes, sir. Let's see what happens. <laughs> all right. So, here's my thing. CJ, I'm on the opposite side of you. I, I, I understand everything you said. I get it. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not impressed. Like, I'm just still not impressed. With, like, all right, so here's the thing. Last week, the Chiefs go crazy against the Raiders. And I don't know why any of us were surprised, including myself. You know, we're out here, and then now everybody's back. Oh, the Chiefs are back, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you, you take a week to think about it, and you're like, oh, well, damn. Uh, you know, they got the whole rug situation. You know, they lost their coach, not an interim coach. They're losing, you know, their first over their first round draft because he's an idiot posting on social media. They're going through all this. So, yeah, they got blown out. I mean, it's finally starting to catch up to the Raiders. They, they got blown out. Uh, the week before that, I, is, is, I believe, is when they struggled to beat the Giants in their own stadium, uh, which should just never happen, as we just saw the Bucks take care of them. Yeah, I mean, the Giants were on the road, but whatever. Um, but, like, it's just not the same. Like, I'm just not impressed with the Chiefs yet. Like, I, I am – very surprised that their defense has gotten better over the course of the year. Because like we were saying at the beginning of the year, I mean, they weren't bad. Like, they were statistically awful. Like, bad would have been a compliment to them. They were statistically going to be the worst defense in NFL history ever. And, you know, they've, they've gotten better. But, like, even in this game, Mahomes is 23-37, 260, doesn't throw a touchdown interception. Clyde is, is 12 for 63, had the one touchdown, and then Hill was nine for seventy-seven. You know, Kelsey's five for seventy-four. Like, where's the Chiefs' offense? Like, what happened to them? I mean, I, we—I know I was somebody who kept saying, you know, 
they have to stop, you know, taking all the deep shots and, and blah, blah. But, like, even with that, it's just not the Chiefs' offense that we have ever seen before. Like, there's still something wrong. They're not all the way there. I mean, you could hear people saying it during the game. Like, it's just not there yet. And this was the weird game where their defense is the reason they won because, like you said, they were kind of all over the Cowboys. And then even, you know, you go over to the Cowboys' side of it, and I understand that Dak is under duress, but his under duress is different to me because he can actually move. If Brady's under duress, you know the game is over because the man is literally a sloth. But, <laughs> you know, Dak can at least move, you know, escape the pocket, everything like that. And you want to, you want to talk about an awful game. 28 of 43, 216, two interceptions, also fumbled the ball twice, lost one of them. Like, you and, – and this is the game, right? You know, everybody's saying, oh, the Cowboys are, are this and the Cowboys are that. This was your game to go in there and try and prove something. And I know they lost C.D. Lamb, but the reason they lost C.D. is because of a terrible play by Dak. Mm. He throws the ball into the end zone where there's no reason to do it. They still have two timeouts, I believe, in that situation. He's going for broke. The ball ends up getting intercepted. CD trying to play defender, uh, you know, trying to knock the ball away, smacks his head on the on the ground, and he's out for the game with a concussion. Like, I, he obviously didn't, you know, walk up to CD and punch him in the face and concuss him, but he caused a concussion. Like, if that play doesn't happen, nothing happens to CD. And even before that, they were locking CD up because they were double-teaming him. So, and that's my other thing. If you're double teaming somebody, somebody's got to be on one-on-one coverage. And the only thing we ever talk about with the Cowboys is how deep they are. Oh, they got Michael Gallup. And, oh, they got, uh, oh, God, who's that other dude? Cedric Wilson. Yes. They were making some some plays. The tight ends really really were unproductive as well. Uh, Schultz, uh, he really didn't didn't have a great game. He was dropping some passes. Cedric Wilson was dropping some passes as well. Gallup. I mean, again, this is, you know, a second game back from the calf injury. So uh, he played okay, but he's a third guy. You know, he's not a guy that, that you expect to go get, you know, eight receptions, a buck and a, and a couple tuds. Like, that's just not his – that's not who he is. Um, so, I guess I think both so, defenses – mean, do you remember when great. CD went out? It was right before half, right? I think yeah, it was right before halftime. And it was, I think it was, a close, so, it was a close game. So up to that point, he had three catches for 14 yards. So, like, it wasn't even – it's not like he was going crazy and then all of a sudden they lost him and, and that just derailed the whole offense. He wasn't doing anything before. Right. And, but no, it's still it's still a big loss because now it's like you you get you got a game plan different. And, you know, not having him in there and then, off, like you said, the Chiefs defense, oh, CD's out? Okay, well, all we got to do is just stop Zeke. And <laughs> we, know these, we know those other guys out there are not – are not a Mario CD, so all all just stop. Don't 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 get any penalties on OP. I mean DPI or holding. Hold it down, and and then let's just win this ball game. That's it. Just win the ball game, and that's what they did. Like I said, the Cowboys defense was did excellent job. Like you said, Patrick Mahomes didn't play great. You know they didn't they didn't they're not. This is not. This is not going to be the team that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, I think I think a lot of people thought you defenses get better every year, man. <laughs> And that's not gonna let these teams come out and drop thirty. Not gonna let the Chiefs just come out and drop thirty, thirty-five every single every single year. Average thirty. It's not gonna happen. The last like three that. years they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, it, it definitely, definitely. But seeing seeing what Tampa Bay did, um, it definitely, definitely put a put some momentum in these defensive coordinators and also these defensive players too. Like they could be beat. 
and and make make them play a different way. And so right now they're winning in a different way. It's not pretty, uh, but like you said, with the defense coming together as well, and Patrick, you know, just not making not making mistakes. Even though he had a he had a couple turnovers uh, on Sunday, but if he just he just plays a clean game, like a game manager type. Uh, then you can win the game. And then if push come to shove, if some of those things start to start to open up, the defenses start to bite, then you could go over the top, hit Tyreek. Um, but they, they're, the way they're, the way that team is built, it's not really built to to be that type of uh, check, and da- check down type team. So they have to learn how to adapt and adjust. And I think it's, it could make them a better team because now if you, now if they're able to win this way, then, then, then what are you going to do? Once they see, once they start seeing that single high again, then it's a wrap. So, uh, it could make them a better team. I think in the draft they got to go get a running back. They got to go get a. They got to go get a, a running back that could, that could get yards. After, that could get yards. A big, a big back. They need to go get a back. Commit to the run a little bit. Work off the play action. Work off the play action. Then that bring that safety down. Then you can start to work. You know, I think I was just expecting more. I think it, it might be the disappointment speaking in me. I think that it also might be that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I wanted a nice 38-35 game to, to cap off my 4 o'clock games on Sunday, CJ. I got a 19-9 defensive showdown. What is this, the uh, Ram- Patriot Ram Super Bowl? I mean, come on here. But, yeah, I don't know. Listen, it's okay to have different <laughs> yeah. opinions, people. It is. I th- I don't think the Chiefs uh, – I don't think the Chiefs offense is there yet. Cowboys, <laughs> I can't wait for them to lose in the first round like they always do. First big spot of the season, you put up nine points. Disgraceful. Anyway, enough with me. Uh, we'll go to the uh, Cardinals and the Seahawks. And, man, let me tell you something, CJ. I believe the Seahawks won 12 games last year, if I'm not mistaken, 12 or 11. And you know what happened at the end of the year, CJ? This man, Russell Wilson, said, you know what, I want to get out of here. You know, you guys aren't making the proper you know, adjustments for me, blah, 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 this, that. How you think? Uh, how you think, Mister Russ over there is gonna feel uh, with a nice, with a nice, uh, you know, what are they? Three and seven right now. I can see them winning three more games, maybe six. How do you think he's gonna feel after this year? Gonna be uh, gonna be real interesting to see what happens with the Seahawks. And you know, the worst part about it is they can't rebuild. They don't have mm. any draft picks because Pete Carroll made probably if it was not for the uh Herschel Walker trade. This might be one of the worst trades in NFL history. It really God, is. I, yeah, bro. That Herschel Walker trade is the worst trade I've ever I seen. Know, absolutely. No, no, no. It is. Absolutely. Yo, I don't know what the Vikings were thinking back then, man. They were on some type of some type of drugs. Alright, see. Wilson throwing games, he's been terrible. I mean, that's that's I'm, a stretch. That's a stretch, but it's definitely been bad. They don't have anybody. Their their running backs are terrible. Their offensive line is awful. Their defense can't stop anybody. What's Russell Wilson going to do? We just talked. To, we 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 out here giving excuses to Dak because he had to run around a little bit yesterday. Yeah, welcome to Russ's world for the past three years. Mm. And and like I said, they can't rebuild. And the other thing too is they don't have money either. They can't even go into free agency. They're paying Jamal Adams. They're paying Bobby Wagner. They're paying Russ. They're paying their left tackle. Like they literally can't do anything. Yeah, this could be it, man. This this could be Russ's last year. Uh, the way the way you're setting it up, that's what it sounds like. Uh, especially from the. Hey, you think I'm a, crazy for it? You think oh I'm no, crazy? 
No, not at all. Not at all. For all the reasons you explained, uh, especially not having the capital uh, from a draft standpoint and a, and a cap standpoint. I mean, that's <laughs> like that's that's terrible, man. Uh, Snyder, Pete Carroll, I don't know what, what they've been doing over the last few years. But, I mean, I know Russell obviously is so much against the cap because of his contract, but outside of that. He accounts for 17% of their cap. 17%? Yeah, I mean, again, of course. I mean, he's going to get one of those big-time deals. You know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But outside of but in that, what you have to do, so what you do to offset your quarterback, having a great, having the, the, the large cap number like that oh, is, being, be, is being able to draft. You got to be able to draft well. And you know like you said, they do. don't – yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't have any picks, so um, this is gonna be. It's gonna. I definitely see some change happening in Seattle for sure. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. I mean, it's, it's no. There's no other too. way. There's no other way to put it. That's the thing. There's no other way to rebuild the team other than trading Russ, because if, <sighs> if you trade Russ, you might. You literally might be able to get four first round picks back. If yeah, you, definitely. If you can trade Russell Wilson to the right situation, you might be able to get four first round picks like something else and, and you damn near could get a player probably here's the other thing too trade bobby wagner bobby wagner still got some games left in him i know he's making some money but listen trade him to a team that you know is probably that that thinks that they're close that you can get some type of capital back listen do i think you're getting the first pick probably not even a second round pick probably looking at the three or the four but hey it's more than he started with because i feel like every year you know, when you when you go look at the you know next year's draft, it's always team with most picks, team with least picks. Every year it's the Seahawks. Every year it is the Seahawks with the least amount of draft picks. Listen, we we sit here and talk about the Rams all the time, like oh they don't have draft picks since like until like twenty twenty five. It doesn't matter for them. Their draft picks are you know twenty nine and and twenty eight all the time because they're actually good. The Seahawks are paying a bunch of players, don't have draft picks, and are terrible. Like you can't have all three, you can have two of them. Like you can be paying a lot of people, be terrible, but at least you got draft picks. Right. <laughs> or you can, you know, something to be hopeful about. They don't have. Yeah, it. like you need something. Like last year with the Patriots, bro, it was down in the dumps. But you know, coming into the off season, it was like, damn, we got the most cap space in the league. You know, we might be able to do something a little bit here. The Seahawks are like, wow, look, that free agent. Yeah, can't have him. Russ is like, oh, go get this guy. Guess what? We can't trade for him either. We don't have any picks. So you have to blow this team up. Like, there is nothing else you can do to this team, honestly. And, you know, here's the other thing, too. I know people around the league love him. The, the team probably loves him. How, how long are you sticking with Pete Carroll, bro? Like, that message might be getting a little, uh, a little dry in that room there. It might be getting a little dry. You know, the, the constant positivity and – and things like that. Like, yeah, you can be positive, happy, go lucky all you want when you're winning. But when you're three and seven, you know, you know, when you're having a bad day, CJ, and somebody's just always sitting there next to you smiling, you kind of just want to slap them. It's like, listen, bro, you can't be that happy. There's no way you're that happy. Listen, Pete, enough with the optimism. You're terrible. And you know what? This is another thing. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is another thing that I don't understand. All these old coaches, including our boy Bill, love to have the power and become the GM as well. Look what look what happened when you became the GM. Nothing. Yeah, Bill earned that though. That's the thing. Like what? And, and here's the other thing. Guess what? The last two draft classes has been literally been reported that Bill Belichick stepped back, said, "All right, I'm going to listen to the scouts a little bit more since I can't draft." And what happened? We got we got Duggar playing good. 
We got Ramondre Stevenson looking nice. Max looking nice. All these draft picks all of a sudden are starting to become good. Barmore. And, yeah. and Bill stepped, yeah, Barmore. And Bill stepped away and started listening to the scouts more. Pete, you might want to take a word. I'm just saying. And then, you know, I'll hop over to the Cardinals real quick. Impressive out of them. Uh, no Kyler Murray again. I don't think Hopkins played in this one either. Cole McCoy went 2-1 and one in his three starts, you know, in place of Kyler Murray. Two division wins, too. <laughs> exactly. That is all you can ask for. He kept them more than afloat, you know. He kept them on the on the winning side of 500. And uh, good for Cole McCoy. He's obviously, you know, a, a nice backup to have on any team, as you can clearly tell. And uh, I think the Cardinals are probably going to win this division now because, listen, if you go 0-3 in these games, that kills you, basically. But 2-1, and one, you, you still uh, – bro, what are you talking about? Bill was always listening to the scouts as blast me. It's literally reported. <laughs> like, yeah. Or maybe they or maybe they just uh got better scouts. I mean, remember Nick Mick uh Carousel, I forgot his last name. Uh that, that's the GM of the uh the Texans now. He was there, you know, he was doing a lot of that. He was doing a lot of the he had a lot of drafting power in New England. Uh we let go of him and I think the drafts been going pretty well. So uh maybe he was the guy. I don't know. Uh definitely Bill, obviously got to kill Harry instead of everybody else. Something had to change, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Def- no, 100%, bro, 100%. Uh, you know, is it? it's not as bad as some of these other teams, but, I mean, listen, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the Pats, but I'll just say Seahawks, like you said, everything you said was on, on the money, man, uh, just about their future. It's it's looking See, bad. Might having, I might be having one of my best shows, according to you so far. <laughs> nah, bro, you always got good points. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you just, you just really hit on all cylinders about this team because – um, and then also you got the you got the Cardinals, like you said, the Cardinals. I mean, you stayed nine and two, man. It's like one of the most underrated nine and two <laughs> ever, because it's, yeah, ever for sure. Um, it's not pretty, but the defense, Chandler Jones, can't, Chandler, Chandler Jones is back, making some big time plays. Isaiah Simmons really starting to come along, the top guy that they drafted a couple of years ago out of Clemson. So, and then again, and then my last point about the Seahawks when they were at their peak. Look at remember their best players. Sherman have over fifty mil in cap space. Uh, okay, well, I mean, if they the thing, so then the question is, who? What do you do with it? Yeah, who wants who wants to go to Seattle and play with Russ? That's the thing. Um, if they want to, if they want to come to Seattle, if they're able to, they have to get some defensive players and build and build that O line. Um, so if they're able to set themselves up like that way, then they're gonna have to build. But like I said, when they were at their peak. They, 2013-2014, Richard Sherman was a Richard Sherman was a fifth round pick. Uh, Cam Chancellor was a fifth round pick. Earl Thomas was the only top real pick um, out of that out of that out of that group. Brandon Browner was a was a late pick. Bobby Wagner wasn't really that wasn't really that highly touted um, out of out of from where he came from. Russell was a fourth round pick. Right? Right, exactly, that's what I'm saying. So the, all of those guys, yes, they were cheap. They were very cheap. Um, because of where they got drafted, and ultimately, of course, those guys are really talented as well. We haven't really seen that play out again for Seattle. It's just been Russ and yeah, DK, Tyler Lockett, um, but we haven't really seen any other guys come come in come in there and really make splashes, especially on defense um, for that team that 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 changed the game like like we saw in the uh, in, in 2013 and 2014. So we'll see what happens with with the Seahawks, man. We'll see if 
we'll see if Russ is, is willing to, to to stay that long. Maybe he looks at it like, you know, I was out. I wasn't healthy for a couple games. Um, you know, maybe I want to try this one more one more year. And then if not, then it's a wrap. Or, you know, he might want to say it's clip. It's clip uh, in 2022. It's very possible. But I uh, also got to look at, again, just give a lot of credit to Arizona and what they're doing right now. And then Kyler gets back. Diop gets back. It could be very scary. I think a lot of people underrated them. Yeah, I, I'm. Listen, I had the Seahawks, not Seahawks, the Cardinals last in the division, and it was not because I thought they were going to be bad. It's because I thought that this division was going to be so good. Obviously, the Rams have been what we've expected, but you know, Seahawks bad. 49ers starting to win a little bit now. Starting to win a little bit, but I still can't believe the Cardinals are nine and two. Like, I, I unbelievable. Cliff Kingsbury. I know we talked about it last last week. My coach of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's looking. I mean, it's looking that way. I still, I mean, obviously, Vrabel, still, uh, just because you, you know they don't have their best player. But uh, Kingsbury, he, I mean, he was on the hot seat too. People were talking about he could be potentially on the hot seat if they had a a, a disappointing season in Arizona. And uh, right now, now, now they're probably on the contract extension. Yeah, one hundred percent, definitely, <laughs> definitely on that that contract extension is definitely in in, in the works. Uh, he's doing an excellent job. Got to give him a lot of credit. I know he caught a lot of flack when he got the job because he didn't have any experience. Kyler overrated? No, nah, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's an excellent dual, dual threat quarterback. I could do a most of the things. I just think Colt McCoy is a really good backup, and that's what you need sometimes. Um, you know, when, you, when your quarterback goes down, like I said, the second best player on a football team is the backup quarterback. I don't think this offense looks much different with Colt McCoy. I don't think Colt McCoy is, is leading you to a championship. That's the thing, you know. Um, and then also, and then also how, See, how, like how much is that? We fall in love with the backup. Yeah, we fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We do. We fall in love with the. We do, we do fall in love with the backup sometimes. I just feel like I don't think Kobe Kobe is not Kobe Coy is not leading you to a championship, man. Uh, he's winning some games. That's good. He's doing his job. I think the team around him is playing well. But and also uh, James Conner as well, big time. Ooh, that's, that's, you want to talk about a, a career resurrection? Yeah, definitely. He's he. You want to talk about getting it back? I mean, they got him on a one year deal. Steelers let him go, and uh, he's he's playing he's playing phenomenal right now. I think he him more than anything is, is one of those one of that main, one of the main reasons why um, the Cardinals have been able to stay afloat during this during during the times where Kyler and D-Hop have been out, especially on offense. So I got to give him a lot of credit as well. All right, we yeah, got the like Bengals. Up, oh, yeah. I think I think we fall in love with the backup. Like I mean, Mike White started one game. We were ready to crown him as the king of New York. Got Colt McCoy winning a couple games. We've seen him as a starter. It doesn't work. Um, who else? I mean, you know, we always we always care for the backup. We always think that that's going to be the next story. That's you know, everybody's going to be the next Tom Brady. And then, you know, you see them for more than three games, and you're like, yeah, okay, bro. Well, hold that flipboard again, there, brother. Did you? Did you? I will. I'll talk. I'll talk about that when we get to the Pats. I did not see this issue with Kyle giving the option to play, and he said no. I didn't see that. Um, I mean, I rather. I mean, listen. I, if I'm if I'm not really a hundred percent, the team is already has a great record. Um, I want to wait. I want to wait till I'm a hundred percent and be out there for my team. Uh, See, you, know, you can kind of look at the too. bigger situation and kind of say the same thing a little bit. Uh, but yeah, but it's they're not they're not eight and two, seven and two. They're kind of in the mix and trying to trying to get into the dance. So it's it's a little bit different. And here's my thing too. It's they're. They're nine and two right now. They're playing the Seahawks. We obviously know they're not a very good team this year, and their bye is this week now. 
So, oh, so yeah, that's perfect. Right. So yeah, they're trying so to get, you're trying giving, to get a you're dub. Kyler four weeks off now. I mean, exactly. obviously he missed the first two, and then I guess he said he wasn't up for this game. Um, but now you're giving him four weeks. You know that when he comes back, it's it's probably going to be 100 percent healthy. So, I mean, do, I I think I think we love the Iron Man thing because of you know what we remember from you know the, the old days when you know you went out there and played no matter what. But like you said, you look at the Brown situation. Maybe Baker shouldn't be playing. You're know, probably hurting the team. Like sometimes if you're not 100 percent, you like, as much as you don't want to admit it, you are hurting your team. So, I guess nobody really knows their body better than the actual person that's in it. So, maybe if Kyle says he can't go, he can't go. But, CJ, you go ahead there. Yeah, um, great, great point. Great point. We look at the Bengals and the Raiders. Man, Joe Mixon, man, Corey, I don't know if you're still here or not, but definitely been high on high on Mixon for, for the longest, man. He had an exceptional game. Uh, Burrow, Burrow didn't, you know, he had a solid, he had a solid game, efficient. Uh, didn't turn the ball over, played a really good game. He went 20, 20 for 29, I think 147 yards. Uh, but you see, but you know, when, when Mac does that, you know, he's, he's, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's but true. anyways, yeah, he's yeah, true. yeah, right, exactly. Got no but, arm, can't, can't play in the league. Right, and and doesn't even have anything close to what, what, uh, what Burrow has on the outside for those weapons. Yeah, Mixon, Mixon is a beast, man. Uh, that's their identity to me, uh, running that football. Mixon has it going. That team is completely dangerous. Uh, that's what Zach Taylor wants to do. He wants to run the football, be physical. In that division, that's what you have to do. You have to be physical, run the football. It can't be a finesse team in that division. So uh, Raiders, they're just trending in the wrong direction right now. Waller, you know, had a had a really good game, you know, struggled a little bit in the last few weeks. But he definitely stepped up and had a solid game. But uh, I just think right now, I think the life of this team is is really is really done, man. It's It's really no... They're just trending in the wrong, trending in the wrong direction. They started so well. They were really competitive in a lot of the games, even that they lost. But now it's just it's starting to get ugly. It's starting to get ugly, man. And it's just time for a complete overhaul. I think Mayock has to go at GM. They need a new head coach. And and yeah, yeah, it's it's time. <laughs> it's time, man. You're in Vegas and you have if you have a really good team, you know, the team, you know, they're gonna show up. And of course, Raider fans are extremely loyal. But you know they gotta they gotta they gotta they gotta change things up a little bit over there. Yeah, they do, and I'm I'm trying to look it up right now because I can't remember what it exactly was. But all right, so after they released uh, Damon Arnett or whatever his name is, Henry Ruggs not on that team anymore. Damon Arnett not on the team. I don't think Lynn Bowden Jr. is. Byron Edwards not doing anything. Tanner Muse. Nope. John Simpson, nope. Amik Robertson, nope. Like, that was your that was one of their, <laughs> their draft classes. I mean Colin, Colin, Colin Farrell hasn't really lived up to the draft pick either. Clinton Fla- uh, Farrell. I got it they drafted a couple years ago. Really hasn't played. Oh, here we well. go. Here we go. Henry Ruggs released, Arnett benched, and now released. Bowden was traded, never played a snap. Byron Edwards is a starting wide receiver. Okay. Tanner Muse was cut, zero snaps. Amik Robertson benched, and John Simpson's a backup. That was their 2020 draft class. That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's Mike Mayock right there, bro. And now and now, here's the other thing. Everybody and their mother thinks that Leatherwood is not very good. Yeah, uh, that was, he was definitely a guy. Even um, even when we had Sam and, and, uh, and Caleb on. 
a lot they had they had questions about Vegas taking taking out leather leatherwood at 17 where there were definitely some some better options there they could have got him later in the, in the later rounds so that's what I'm saying Mike Mike Mayock you know he was great during the NFL draft on NFL Network in terms of <laughs> you know it's like I said it's one it's one thing that you know cover these guys and you don't have to worry about any any precaution or neg- oh the worst thing the worst thing people will say is oh you don't know worst thing if people say oh wow you don't know what you're talking about you said this guy was going to be a a star and up being a bus but when you're actually in becoming a gm now and you're really in the field making those decisions scouting building it's building a scouting team things like that trying to find the right guy the pressure is completely different completely different so uh I mean, yeah, push come to shove. I mean, my Mark Mark Davis is probably gonna let him go too and just start start over again. You have to, you have to start all over again, man. You have to, man. And um, I mean, may I could go right back to NFL Network. I thought he was pretty good. He was pretty good yeah. on NFL Network. So uh, he's definitely uh, he's definitely gonna have a job either way. But I just think for Vegas, nah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Like, I think it's all just finally caught up to him. Like, even the week after John Gruden got fired and everything like that, I think they went out and won. But, I mean, after a while, things just start getting too much. I mean, you got Gruden, like I said, you got Ruggs. We already went over that. Arnett, we went over that. Like, after a while, it's like, damn, can we catch the break now? Like, we got all this happened to us. Can we finally catch a break? And guess what? They haven't. Uh, I mean, even Carr in this game, 1927, uh, 215 yards, a touchdown, interception. And then their running game can't do anything either. Jacobs was 9-37. Kenyon Drake was 5-23. for 23, So they didn't really get a chance to run the ball because they couldn't. Uh, like you said, Darren Waller obviously had a great game, 7 for 116. But then after that, it's Hunter Renfro, 4 for 30. Josh Jacobs, 5 for 24. Like, they don't have playmakers. Like, Hunter Renfro should not be your best option other than Darren Waller. Like, having your tight end as your number one option, that's not a problem. We saw with, you know, Gronk over all those years. We see with Kelsey, probably the number one option. We see it with um, – I'm trying to think. Kittle. We see – actually, then again, right. Evo Samuel this year. Let me tell yeah. you something. Evo yeah. Samuel became a grown man. Let me tell you. Yeah, Evo's um, built different. Hence the nickname. He yeah, built different. I love it. Um, but it's finally just kind of catching up to the Raiders, and it's just it's just not looking good. And then, yeah, like you said, with the Bengals, Joe, uh, Joe Mixon had a huge game in this one, obviously. Uh 20 or 30 carries. I mean, that's that's bell count work right there. 123, two touchdowns. Uh, and then, you know, the bat, the passing game do what they have to. When you can run the ball like that, you don't really have to pass all that much. Uh, Tyler Boyd had six for 49. He was their leading receiver. And guess what? Sometimes that's all you have to do. Uh, so uh, a nice win out of them. Um, this this division is very fun. Like, this division is, is a very fun thing to watch. Um I like Byron Edwards, but he doesn't get targeted enough. We have seen this in the past with outside wide receivers of the car. The, the O-line is a problem. I mean, yeah, the O-line has to be rebuilt. Yeah, and and it's it's just what do you do? Because if Mayock gets fired, then that means you're bringing in a new coach too because obviously right now it's just an interim head coach, so you're probably not going to end up keeping him. That head coach is going to bring in a whole new system. Are you going to keep Carr and have him learn another new whole system? For probably what the third, fourth time in his career by now, or are you going to move off cars? Because well, who was the first? Uh, Jack Del Rio, right? It was Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio. Then, then, then Gruden. Then, right? Did it go straight to Gruden? I believe so. Yeah. So he'll be on his third head coach. I mean, t- this is a this is a new head coach right now, but I'm sure they're keeping. Yeah, right. Him, different. You 
right staff the, the whole same thing so it doesn't matter it's going to be a whole different staff and you here's my you just you can't let mayock do another draft it's the same thing with the giants like if you let gettleman do another draft in the giants you're out of your goddamn mind if you let mayock do another draft i don't know what to tell you at some point you deserve what you're what's coming to you i'm, I'm sorry at yeah, some point man. you really do but um yeah the raiders just <laughs> kind of doing what happens every year it feels like they start off well and then after that, it gets kind of ugly, but I think the story out of this is the Bengals just because I'm intrigued to see what they can do. Uh, I thought that they were still a year away. I also thought that they could make the playoffs this year, so I was kind of in the middle with them. Um, I think next year they're definitely going to pop. Year two, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow will be another year older. You know, Their draft class this year hasn't been too terrible. Their defense isn't playing as bad as everybody thought it would. So I'm excited to see what they can do moving forward as well. So uh, we're going to find out. But uh, we move on, CJ. We move on. Yes. All right. We got the uh, the Bears and the Ravens. Baltimore traveling to Soldier Field. It's a really ugly game. Fields got hurt. Wasn't really playing too well. Ended up having a rib injury. Lamar was out with the illness. Uh, Huntley Taylor Huntley got the uh, got the start. Close, close game pretty much throughout. Dog came in a little bit, made some nice plays. I know, I know the guy one the Mooney that sent went sent one to the crib, and you know it looked like they had the game and had the game on lock. And then Huntley made a great pass to Sammy Watkins, and they ended up Devontae Devontae Freeman ended up going in there scoring, scoring a touchdown. They were able to get this W, uh, sixteen to thirteen. For me, uh, just say great, great win by the Ravens to stay right there in that in that AFC. Seating, um, stay right there at number three in the AFC seating, and also in the division as well. Uh, stay, stay at the top. Stay, and then for the Bears, I mean, a lot of a lot of people calling for Nagy's job. I think he probably finishes the season, and, and then they're gonna let him go. Uh, there's no point in really firing him now. You just might as well just just let him go. It's not like you're in playoff. You're not you're not in playoff contention. Uh, just yeah, just hopefully hit fields can stay healthy. He could come back from this injury, get right. He could continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to develop while he's out there. I know a lot of people had questions whether or not he should be in there or not. Uh, I just think it was—I think it was good for him to get out there, you know, learn, experience, see the game. It's—it's it's, it's one thing to you know just watch it, holding the clipboard and holding the little headset and looking at looking at somebody else do the job. It's another thing to go out there and and see what defenses are coming at you, seeing how seeing how things are schemed against you and try to stop you. Each and every week, trying to prepare and trying to trying to grow. So I think this season's going to help Fields. I think he's going to come back and, and be a better player next year. Uh, and again, the same same thing we talk about the Raiders. They're going to have to clean. They're going to have to clean house. I think they're going to have to let go of the GM and and the, and the, and the head coach as well. They're really they were already on the hot seat after getting Trubisky, and how how, how that <laughs> how that was yeah how that was under underwhelming. So uh, I don't I don't see them having any type of life now back in Chicago. I think the fans are tired. I've seen a lot of analysts calling for this, calling for the job as well, um, over there and in the shy. So um, it's, def- it's definitely time to, to, to change things up over there. And then the big win for the Ravens, like I said, um, just staying alive. Hopefully Lamar could come back. The thing with the Ravens is just, I mean, it was this was this was a big win because I, I mean they don't really have any talent. I mean, outside of Mark Andrews on offense, they don't have any talent uh, at all. So uh, if Lamar, like I said, if Lamar is really not. Su- Superman and it's it, it, it games. It, they're gonna have games like this, and they're gonna have games like how they played against Miami. So, uh, big win for Baltimore, and then for the Bears, just 
uh, yeah, man, just, just continue to develop Justin Fields when he's healthy. Yeah, you know, I was all for Fields, you know, just taking his year and, and you know, not starting it off. But uh, he got thrown in there, obviously, with the injuries, and he got hurt now. But when he comes back, you obviously have to go back to him. Now you can't, you know, keep him on the bench the rest of the year. Uh, that's a different story for a different day. But, you know, obviously the big thing coming out of this, you know, the fire Nagy chance at the stadium, you know, when the game's going on and everybody's saying that he's going to get fired after the Thanksgiving game. You know that the Bears have no, never they were calling, They were calling for his job at the, the Bulls game, too. Uh, which one? At the Bulls game in the United Center. They were saying fire um, Nagy. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. At the it's Bulls tough. game. I thought that's we call you, a tough life out here. You know, uh, yeah, you feel Sun really hit the core of Chicago, bro. It's crazy. But that's the thing, you know. Like I said, the, you know, the Bears have never fired a coach in season ever in their yeah. history. So I mean, listen, there's a first for everything. I know that. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. Well, like you said, I don't think it's going to change anything. That's that's been my whole thing the, the whole year. You know, people complain about Nagy. Nothing is going to change. Like you, you still have the exact same teams. Like you could go out and make moves now. Uh, past the trade deadline, and obviously you can't sign people now unless you're taking somebody off the streets who, listen, if they're still on the streets during this part of the year, probably not very good. Uh, Allen Robinson has disappeared from this team. You know, he was quarterback proof. I'm convinced that it's because I finally drafted him in fantasy, but I'm not mad about it. I don't think about it all the time. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, I didn't watch too much of this game just because after I heard Lamar was out, I was like, all right, this is going to be an absolute toilet bowl. Uh, good for the Ravens backup. I can't even remember his name right now. Uh, uh, Taylor Huntley. Taylor Huntley. Tyler, exactly. Tyler, yeah, Taylor Huntley, yeah. What a guy. I'm happy for you. Go ahead. Go off. Uh, I guess Lamar texted him after the game, you know, congratulating him and all that. So, good for them. Uh, yeah, like you said, though, it is a big win for the Ravens because I do believe if they lost this game, they would have been second place in the division since the Bengals. Did the Bengals beat them? Yes. Yeah, they clapped. They clapped them. Yeah. Yep. I had I had to make sure that that it was that game, but so they get to keep their first place. Get to keep where they are in the conference standings as well. So I don't know. We're gonna see. I I do know one thing though. I do know one thing. If the Bears lose to the Lions on Thanksgiving, let me tell you something. Nagy, don't even get on a plane, bro. Actually, I don't know where the game is. I don't know if it's in Chicago or not. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, that might be. That might be. Uh, he might have an early Thanksgiving, man. They, if they lose to the. And here's I'm, my thing I'm too. Not, I, I'm not gonna hold you, bro. I'm not. Even, I'm not even watching that game, bro. Temp Boyle versus Andy Dalton. Yeah, I'm straight. Well, what do you mean? That's that's probably game of the year, CJ. Come on, you know. Yeah, that. I'm. I'm all the way good. <laughs> not You're sleeping that. on it. Nah, I'm. A, I don't, I'm gonna throw something on, bro. I'm definitely not throwing that on. I mean, so I, he's already out. See, here's my thing, bro. If he's already out. Oh yeah, I did see that. I did. Yeah, I did see. It. I mean, it's Thursday. I mean, you gonna you gonna you gonna fire him? You gonna fire him the day before the, the game, bro? Yeah, bro. You gonna fire him the day before Thursday before Thanksgiving? Damn. Yeah, you know, go home early. All right, game. All right, all right CJ. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Just off a plate, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's my thing. Ready? What are you gonna do? Fire him after the game on Thanksgiving? So either way, it's a big old screw you to, to Matt Nagy. Mm. Listen, if he gets fired before the game, he can at least be home for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Unemployed on Black Friday, man. That's tough, bro. Man. Don't worry. I think he's going to be well taken care of with that million-dollar paycheck. He probably got the second he signed up to be the head coach. Nah, yeah, he's definitely straight. Definitely going to be straight. But, 
I mean, that's that that game is gonna be a snooze fest. Oh my gosh! If Fields is playing, definitely watching it because you know he's athletic; he can make plays. And but Dolan and Tim Boyle, even golf. Oh my gosh! I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight on that one, bro. But yeah, uh, close game, big win by the Ravens. Uh, this this game right here, I felt like was was game of the year. You got one of the game, one of the top games of the season for sure. Um, you got Packers and the Vikings. Last year's last year's game was really good, uh, and this year def- definitely did not disappoint. Vikings were definitely controlling the game for you know I say majority majority of the game, and then Rogers just throwing dots and dimes. Anytime it looked like the the Vikings going to pull away, Rogers was throwing dimes to to Devontae Adams, then. Do a, a a lob to to MV, MVS, uh, but and then you know it looked like Kirk was gonna Kirk, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Savage Darnell Savage just couldn't hold on to the football in that interception, man, and still got that Halloween candy, crazy. Yeah, he it was it was definitely definitely a tough break, man. He had the butterfingers, and Kirk was like, you know what? Let me just give it to let me give it to Dalvin Cook. And let me check it down, and let's let's get this dub and 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 just chillax, man. Because my job definitely would have been on the line had I not won this game. The way the way the game was was playing out, Justin Jefferson, top ten QB. Nah, bro. Yeah, I don't bro. see it. And it's he's definitely in the teens. I put him in the teens for sure. But uh, top ten. Gotta win a play. Got, I mean, I mean, I can't say gotta, gotta win a playoff game. To fifteen category. Yeah, 12 to 15. Yeah, 12 to 15 for sure. Uh, If he he makes it to the – if he makes it – if they make it to the playoffs and he wins a playoff game, then, yeah, I'll put him in the top 10. But if he's not – if he's not – if he's not going to do that, then nah, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it, Corey. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, They have so much talent. They have a lot of talent on that team, man. Look at – Justin Jefferson – I was just about to say before you commented, Justin Jefferson went went crazy. Wow. He He was the last receiver taken in the first round of that draft, bro. Rugs, Judy, Rager. Oh my Gregor, bro. Ah oh, man. I know <laughs> Philly fans are going through it, man. Uh they could have had Smith and Jefferson. Sheesh. Oh my that would have been Cowboy fans would have been stressed. Two picks all year. What you mean? Oh, oh interceptions? Yeah, bro. He, he's he's good. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's good. But can he be? Is he is he good enough <laughs> to go to go on a playoff Super Bowl run? We'll see. This is the shot right here. If, he's, if they're able to to uh, you know win out, get it, get into the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game, it changes a lot. It changes it changes a lot on his narrative for sure. This was a primetime game. He was able to get it done. He almost sold it, but he was able to get it done. Oh no! Don't, don't get it wrong, CJ. It ain't no primetime. This is just four o'clock game. Nah, no, it's not. Oh right, it wasn't. It wasn't right. No, it was the one o'clock. It was the one o'clock, right? But it was, it was to me. It was like it's it's a it's a yeah, it was a one o'clock game. Yeah, because then Dallas and um yes, you're Kansas right. City you're was right. the four o'clock. It, to me, this this was prime. It was, to me, it was prime time. This is NFC North Showdown. Um, How are you a top ten quarterback and you can't carry your team into the playoffs? Not all top ten QBs could do that. What ten two interceptions on a season? Listen, he's efficient. Um, you know what they want to do? They want to run the football. Uh, give it to Dalvin Cook. Narratives, all this is. Uh, I mean, hey man, uh, I'll take Mac over him right now. Would you? <laughs> I'll take Mac over him right now, bro. 
right now, bro. Not I'd even be close. Right, listen, I'm not a Kirk guy. I think I might take Kirk. Nah, I'm straight. I'm straight, bro. I'm good. But, yeah, that's a different discussion. But big win for the Vikings. Most important win for the Vikings. After that Dallas game on Sunday night, I mean, everybody was calling for, for Zimmer and, and, and Kirk's head, and then they were able to get – get a couple in the, in the Ravens game as well. They struggled, but they were able to win two in a row, beat the Chargers at SoFi, and then get this W against that's Max Ceiling. Nah, I don't see it, brother. I'm sorry, man. You can't you can't predict his heart. Can't you can't predict his heart, Corey. I'm sorry, man. It's too early. Can't predict that man's heart, bro. Like I went and he went to the perfect situation. Weird. He went to the perfect situation. Now if he if he ends up being Kirk, okay. Okay. But I, what, what, what Bill? What, no, but what Bill's coaching? That could that could get you to a bowl. But nah, bro. I, I feel like he's gonna be better than Kirk, bro. Look at the look at the look at the weapons that that the Vikings have. They have Thielen, Jefferson, Cook, Matt Castle. Hey, man. Matt Castle, we'll man. Starting. I gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say too much, man. I'm not gonna say too much, man. I'm not gonna, we just gonna, we just let his career play out. See what happens. See what happens, man. I just say all I'm gonna say is you can't predict Hart. That's it. You can't predict. You can't predict what's in that man's what chest. Predictions for Brady when he came in. You know, man. It's, it's so t- I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm, we'll talk. We'll talk about the. the did you see the man in the arena? Did you see it? Did you see no, I didn't see it. No, I had to get to you. I'm just saying. I saw that you got an ESPN Plus membership. Oh, where it was. Like- yeah, where I got you, bro. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I see yeah, that. Yeah, I might. Yeah, listen, CJ. I uh, one of my NFTs that I bought came with a free Disney Plus subscription. If you ever need that, you let me know. Oh, well, I, well, I got—I mean, I got Disney Plus, but I got you with the ESPN, bro. Listen, I, I can got get you. you six months free, though. That's all right. Oh, when I see cancel your subscription, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. Now I got you. I got you on that, bro, for sure. That first episode was was excellent, excellent, man. But yeah, back to Kirk. Great, good, big win for the Vikings. Um, I think for for the Packers, I still feel like they're a top team in the, in the NFL. They, they didn't really have a lot of their guys. Cesaro Smith was out. Jair was out. Sean Gary was out. I mean that's 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 some key guys on their defense, so I mean I feel like they're going to be they're still in the mix. They're still going to be in the mix, um, as long as they got twelve back there, seventeen. Aaron Aaron Jones is out, so I mean it's there. When those guys come back when they're healthy, I think they're still going to be really scary. Close win, divisional game. You know it's going to be close, but that was more important for me. It was more important for the Vikings to get that one. What's your thoughts? Well, CJ, all I'm saying is I did predict this one. This is one of the ones I got right. Um, yeah, I think I picked, I picked the Chiefs, right? And that uh, Chiefs Cowboys. Yeah, I picked the Cowboys in that one. So you got that mm-hmm. one on me. I picked I picked the I Vikings in this. I don't one. remember anything else. I just remember those two right there, bro. <laughs> me too, low key. <laughs> bro, I try. I, I, there was that one point where I was writing them down, but then you know my phone kept bugging out, so I lost track with all of them. So hey, listen, if you really want to know our record overall, you guys can go back and watch the episodes because guess what? It helps us out anyway. Go listen to the pod. You feel me? Anyway. Sure. Like you said, this is definitely more important for the Vikings. The Packers are going to win this division like they do every single year. Um, but the Vikings is all about a play, uh, playoff spot right now. I believe that – actually, no, let me check. I don't know what seed that they are right now, especially after all the moving around that I'm sure happened. Uh, let's take a look here. Conference. They are – oh, wait, no. Let's not go to conference because it doesn't even give you the seeding. You feel me? Let's go to the playoff. There we go. We're right here in the playoffs, and the Vikings are currently the number six seed. So they are in the playoffs right now. 
They're in the playoffs. Obviously, San Francisco's chasing them right now. New Orleans is on their heels still. Uh, that five spots locked up, that's the Rams. So we all know that ain't moving. But, hey, listen, let me tell you something. All of a sudden, San Francisco don't know how to lose. Uh, the Vi- uh, the the Saints, listen, I, I might have overreacted a little bit, saying that they had that six spot locked up. Just saying. <laughs> but um, Trevor Simeon definitely not playing the way uh, he should. And, uh, you know, the Eagles ran the ball right at him the entire game. So Vikings are in the playoffs right now. And, you know, with, with their team, I feel like they should be, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, that's my thing, too. Like, how is this team not in the playoffs all the time anyway? You got Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and a top 10 quarterback, apparently, in, in Kirk Cousins. You're fighting for <laughs> a playoff saying, spot every year? Like, saying, yeah. if this is every other team, we would be like, that is such a disappointment. So, I don't understand. Anyway, um, Vikings have a huge game against the 49ers. That is a very big one. That, that is, is a huge game, 1,000%. Listen, and I should be about 100 pounds be. lighter, according to my doctor. <laughs> but, you know, things don't always go according to plan. Crying. I'm, I'm just Crying. saying. I'm just saying. It should be 8-2. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a more important win for the Vikings. Uh, Kirk did what he had to do. He's like I think like I said I think he's like five four and one against the Packers, which is weird. Uh, you would obviously expect it to not be as good. Dalvin Cook twenty two for eighty six a touchdown. Kirk was twenty four thirty five three forty one and three touchdowns. Listen, if he could play like that every week. Maybe it might be damn near undefeated. So uh, had some unlucky bounces this year. My son is riding with Kirk, man. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah, bro, he riding with cousins. I respect it. <laughs> but uh nice win for the Vikings. Packers are gonna win the division. We'll see what the Vikings do. And uh yeah. Yes, sir. All right. We look at the AFC South oh, actually, showdown. I got one more. I got one more thing for you, CJ. I saw this tweet. I saw this tweet. It said um like DK somebody oh gosh, it was like DK and like another person in that draft class, or like oh like DK Ridley and somebody else, whatever. They're they're very good, but Jefferson is generational. How do you feel? You think those other guys can be generational too? You think or you think that uh Jefferson's the one that uh is gonna be the one that got away from everybody? I mean it's it's uh it's a good it's a great class. I'll say that. Was uh was D, D that was that was the same year, DK? Was he in that same class? Uh, I I'm not I sure. I felt like he was I, I felt like he was said, a year I before. I can't remember the exact tweet. I just know that it was like a bunch of young wide receivers and the person was like they're all very good but jefferson is the generational one okay um it's listen man he's definitely on the trajectory for sure 100 percent. he's been playing lights out he, he's he's a he's a number one they have to me they have two number ones out there with Thielen as well oh i, I found be, it i found okay, it got it all right what was it what was the names C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf are all very good. However, Justin Jefferson is generational. No disrespect to the others. I agree. I actually yeah, I mean, do. He's he's putting up he's putting up he's putting up the numbers right now. I mean, he's producing that way. So you can only, all, all you can do is really just look at what he's doing out, out on the field, and it's he's he's showing that uh, he had a big time game, man. He was he was making that that play uh, that, that led to the touchdown. That was a big play. Chase over Jefferson. Microwave. Uh, I mean, 
Listen, they're both excellent, man. I mean, they've both been putting up, you know, great numbers. They've both been putting up great numbers, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know. To me, it's a pick. I mean, they were on the same team. A lot of people thought when, at LSU, people thought Chase was better than Jefferson. That's why. That's why Jefferson went so low in the draft. They thought they thought Jefferson was a product of Chase because he was getting all the one on ones. And now we now we see they were both equally as great. Um, so yeah, uh, I just feel like. He's 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 been having a phenomenal season uh, career so far. They they won the Dicks trade. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, that. well, they got oh, they, well, they got they got they had the first round pick, and that ended up being Jefferson. See, this is almost a trade where I don't think anybody lost. I think it's a win because it helped Josh Allen as well. They needed a number one wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got the Bills got Diggs, which made which made Josh Allen into an MVP candidate, and the the Vikings replaced Diggs with Justin Jefferson. Like, yeah, but I think I Jeff- like- Jefferson. But I, I get what he's saying. He's saying pretty much like Diggs. His first couple of years wasn't playing like like wasn't playing the way Jefferson is playing his first two years. So I kind of see what he means by that by saying like they won the trade. But uh, to me, yeah, it's still a win-win for sure. Yeah, I would go with win-win in there. I don't think that's like one of those trades where it's like the, uh, the you know basketball. It's like that. It's like that Trey Young uh, Luca trade. Right. Exactly. Exactly. One hundred percent. All right, we got the Texans and the Titans. Oof. Definitely didn't expect expect it to go this way. <laughs> it was raining all all game. Started to get real ugly. Texans, man, uh, they find a they find a way. Tyrod, man, he he's good for he's he's good for a couple couple wins, man, for these type of yeah. games. But people think, oh, it's gonna be a clean sweep, easy easy dub. He he made, he made some big time plays in this game on the road. They almost gave the game away, but you know Ryan Tannehill was just giving the just giving the football to to the Texans. Four interceptions, just wasn't able to get get right. AJ Brown got hurt with the shoulder injury. That's a big time loss. Uh, we'll see what the extent is uh, of that injury going forward on Tyra. Yeah, I've always been a fan since Virginia Tech. Always been a fan. Um, I was a big fan of him in Buffalo, too, when he was taking else to the path. Buffalo, yeah, solid, solid, solid guy. Solid, solid, uh, <laughs> solid, uh, solid QB, definitely. And David Cully got got a second win of his career as a head coach. And the Titans, you know, this this was bound to happen. This is bound to happen. I mean, you're gonna have one of these. You're gonna, it's gonna gonna happen. You don't have your guy, and Derrick Henry. Uh, it wasn't gonna be smooth sailing. It was a close game against the uh, the Saints last last week, and it came down to some couple plays, couple uh, flags from the referees, couple calls, and things like that. While they were able to, uh, while they were able to win that game, so um, I think it kind of just it reached its its peak against this uh, Texans game against the Texans. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I mean, it's hey, you're entitled to your opinion, my brother. I mean, I, I still like him as as a wideout. Um, I, I don't think ten. He's, he's starting to get to the part where it's concerning me with how much he gets hurt. Like it's it's getting there. I'm still giving him time though because, I mean, he's a big dude too. So like you almost get that yeah. not in the same way, but that Calvin Johnson effect where you got to kill him every time you go to hit him, or else he ain't going down. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, he's definitely uh, he's definitely been 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 nicked up a little bit, a lot, actually, a lot, actually, over the last over the last year or so. So, uh, yeah, he's he's just, that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for him. We'll see what we'll see how the Titans respond against against South Squad on Sunday. 
Uh, that's going to be a big game. That's going to be a big game, and we'll see if AJ Brown's be able to going to be able to play. Um, but yeah, I think this was definitely a bad loss from the Titans on the road. I mean, uh, at home, and it was it was ugly. It was an ugly, ugly loss. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, man. I mean, here's my thing, and we talk about MVPs, and he's obviously not going to win it because he's out for the rest of the year now. But I mean, every single offensive category has dropped for the Titans since Derrick Henry went out. And um, it's it's that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it does. Pull it off. Yes, sir. Hopefully, too, brother. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, we understand how it's, it's the same thing with McCaffrey, too. Like, I understand that both of those players are such a huge part of your running game and, like, a part of your offense – but every single number has dropped for for the Titans. You know, when it comes to their offensive points per game, their yards per game, obviously their rush yards per game. Um, but literally everything, and it, that's concerning uh, because, like I said, this is a quarterback league more than ever. Like having that great running back obviously helps you out. You look at Dalvin Cook helping Kirk. You look at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt helping uh, Baker Mayfield. You look at the four running backs the Patriots have helping Mac uh, and all these situations. I mean, Tannehill threw four interceptions against the Texans. Like that is incredible. I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> like that that's actually hard to do. And it, it's going to come down to him too. Like that's where as a Titans fan, you have to start being like, okay, how do I feel now? Because, your season is going to come down to Ryan Tannehill because you can't just punch people in the face anymore. It's You're going to have to be a little bit more finesse. You're going to have to be able to throw the ball and do other things when you can't just have Derrick Henry say, all right, listen, bro, I'm going to need you to get 35 rushes this game because we can only let Tannehill throw at 15. Like Tannehill's going to start throwing the ball 35 times a game later in the year. So That's, that's what you want. you want. You want him to throw the ball there. Yeah, that's what you want that, him to that's do there. That's what I'm saying. Tannehill making 29 million people complain about Kirk. Come on. Tannehill ain't uh, good either. Yeah, bro. I'm in this. I'm to be there in the same boat, brother. They're in the same boat. Yeah. I won't say that I, I disagree. Um <laughs> but CJ, are you are you aware of the losses to the, the Titans have this year? So they lost to the Cardinals in the first week of the season. Understandable now that we know that the Cardinals are gods. The other two losses are the Jets and the Texans. Like, I don't even understand how you do that. I mean, I, I guess they play down to their competition and up to their competition, I mean, because, you know, that seven-game win streak or whatever it was, eight-game win streak, no, seven, were all against opponents that made the playoffs last year. So how can you steamroll other teams and then you lose the Jets and Texans? Like, I, and did you also know, CJ, I don't know if you're aware of this, this is – the latest point in any NFL season that the conference best team outright lost to the conference worst team outright ever in NFL history. Also, this is the second longest streak in NFL history where a double-digit underdog has beat a team outright. That is the, that's the second uh, longest streak. I believe the longest streak is five weeks in a row. We're at four weeks right now. So if somebody does it next week too, we tied the longest streak in NFL history. So it's been a weird year. I mean, it really has been. There's been 
there's been you know uh, uh, there's been no bron no bron brother no lebron so not that big of a not 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 really that impressed you smoking on just the la part of the pack you feel me you know what i mean (laughs) yeah uh, yeah just a weird loss uh and i'm concerned for them not because they lost against the texans i'm just concerned about them because if you look at their numbers they have literally fallen off a cliff so concerning it is concerning but we'll see and hopefully uh they continue to fall next week yeah well, yeah for sure <laughs> hopefully uh 49ers and the jaguars not not too much to say about this yeah, game man no. pretty pretty dominant from the 49ers i will say like you you, you alluded to it a little bit um, in the beginning of the, and like towards the middle of the show, you say the 49ers really coming on strong, uh, potentially, oh, yeah. ma- potentially making that run, uh, try to get in the playoffs. I think everybody's healthy now. I was watching Trent Williams, his interview with Colin Coward earlier. I today. watched that too. Look at us. Uh, look at the, look at us. <laughs> um, and you know, he's pretty much saying everybody's healthy and, and it's, it's, it's really, it's really shown right now. I think they're getting their backs back. They're getting their running backs back in, in, into the fold. Garoppolo, Garoppolo is you know, playing his part, not making any mistakes. I think the defense is playing solid as well. They're turning the ball over. They, I mean, they're getting turnovers, so I uh, got to give them a lot of credit. Got to give them a lot of credit with how how they really turn things around. Jimmy G, yeah, got to give Jimmy G credit, man. He's a solid, solid quarterback. And, uh, you know, Debo okay. Samuel. <laughs> Debo, Debo Samuel out the backfield making plays. Uh, he's 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 a weapon, man. He's he's a big time player for them. Uh, I think he could he could completely change the game f- for that offense for sure. And I got to give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit too. I think a lot of people were a little iffy on where what's where the season is going right now. They're five and five, trending in the right direction. We'll see if they're able to stay consistent uh, here on out. Okay, yeah, that's it was very possible. Town game, Forty Nine ers, Vikings, loser is done. That is true. That is true. Yeah, because um, that because that game could definitely decide seating. So uh, it's very possible that uh, that that could happen. It's gonna be a, that's gonna be a, a massive game, like we said earlier. And I can't I can't wait to watch that one. I'll definitely be tuned in. Lions and the Browns. Not, I mean, only thing I only thing I have to say about this game is, uh, do you think Baker, do you think Baker should be playing right now? He has a labrum. Yeah. I think he shouldn't be out there. He has a labrum. Bro, you know, that's, I see a lot of people. The labrum is the nice thing to say. He's got a labrum, a knee. A foot, I believe, and something else to do with his shoulder. The yeah. dude is playing operation. But the thing is, uh, I think I think for me, he's listening a little bit too much to the noise, the outside noise. Oh yeah. Um, second, he wants to get paid, and if if he wants to get if he wants to get paid, he has to be out there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when you're talking about numbers and how much. I, I, I can't get into that conversation, but it just in terms of the fact of him getting a, getting a long term contract, you have to show the team that you're available, and you can't have Case Keenum come in there and win the same way you're winning. It doesn't look good. So I feel like that's one of the reasons why he's out there still trying to win games and trying to make it work. Uh, like I said, I, I've had a labrum tear. It's not not a. It's definitely serious injury um i don't i I didn't have all the other injuries he got right now but i know the labor for sure is definitely nothing to play with and um you know for him to or get you busy benching 450 bro Nah, i had made a tackle and i just it just it just popped man it popped out the socket um 
and uh, I just tore 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 off the joint. This is being a god. Yeah, this is this is yeah, this is like this is like twenty twenty fifteen. This is a while ago, but um, yeah, it's it's not. It's if you don't get the right treatment, it, it could definitely hurt. He's playing, and, and again, he, even though he's right handed, you need that left hand. You need that left hand to, to guide your your uh, your motion um, in terms of getting the ball where you want it. It's like uh, it's like it's like shooting the basketball. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It's like shooting the basketball. Like you need that. You need that guide hand to to direct how, how you want to shoot the ball and and how accurate the, the ball is going to go in when you're shooting the basketball. So, yeah, him getting tackled on that left oh. side. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. I, I, I feel for him, man. I, mean, I know he's catching a lot of flack. Um, I know you know people coming at him with the commercials and the progressive stuff and and things like that, but. Uh, he's just gonna have to. He's gonna have to continue to win games. <clears throat> he's gonna have to win these games. Schedule schedule is getting gonna get real competitive here. I think there's a couple of AFC North teams gonna have to. They, the Browns are gonna play. The key thing is if they get Chubb came back, had a buck thirty in the tud. That's that's their identity, man. If he just doesn't turn the ball over, they'll be all right. Doesn't turn the ball over, get in the, in the offensive line. They do their thing. Give it to Chubb when Hunt comes back. Give it to Hunt, and he just doesn't turn it over and make the right reads off play action and things like that, play smart game managing football, I think they'll be fine because those two guys in the backfield are very dangerous. See, here's my thing with this too, is that I feel bad for Baker in a way where I know he's playing through all these injuries because he feel, he probably feels like he has to too because they have to decide if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. Right, exactly. And, That's what I'm saying, for the bread. And like – you can't not play because then you know it's gonna be uh oh well he was injured last year can we really trust him and then but he's going out there and not playing well so now it's the whole situation of oh is he really that good and i think you're out of your mind if you don't think baker's a better quarterback than he is right now like i don't think i don't think baker's some unbelievable you know gonna be able to carry a franchise type of guy blah blah, blah. but there is no i'm sorry he's not this bad like i like you've seen moments of him where, where he's fine and healthy. And listen, you're never going to be 100% healthy, but the fact he's playing with a tear you know, and, and four other injuries, he's obviously not going to be able to play near as what he can actually do. So in a way, I, I feel for him, man. I really do, like you said, and he has to go out there and play because he doesn't really have a choice. But listen, all I know is if I'm – and I know the Browns fans are booing him now. He's catching flack from everybody, blah, blah, blah. If I'm the Browns – I would absolutely give him a contract. And I'll tell you why. Listen, you give him a contract, and then you continue to build around him. And then if you get to that point where you realize – How much we're talking? He needs he needs to be paid middle of the pack. He's not he, – he, there's – listen, you can't give him – you can't give him a, a top – probably and, – and here's the thing, though. It's so we're saying 25 – Annual, you can't give him a contract that's in the top 10. I mean, here's the problem I don't think he would accept. So, it. we're saying Tannehill money. I would, wherever, listen, wherever, whatever money falls at 15 or like 15 to 10 is, is what he can get. And obviously, the market you know determines how much money you're going to get, so he will end up getting more money than that because, like I said, it's the market, it's not actually how good you are. We've seen that time and time again. Um, but I, because here's the thing, I think you give him the money, you continue to build a team around him. And then when you get to that point where you're like, damn Baker, we're so good right now. And you're holding us back. Then you can make a move for a quarterback. 
in a trade and in the draft, something of that. But we've we've had two two good years of the Browns. Do people all of a sudden forget the thirty years of before that of when they were awful? You know, the the twenty eight different quarterbacks in like fifteen years type of situation. So I know that we're all gung ho, like, oh, the Browns aren't that awful anymore. You're very close to being a move away from being awful because we've seen running backs. They in and out, in and out. We think this running back is going to be good forever, and then they run into a wall. And you're not going to be able to keep Chubb and Hunt because there's no way when Hunt's contract is up that they're going to be able – I don't think they'll be able to keep him at least because you're not going to pay two running backs. Most people don't like to play pay one. So Hunt's going to leave. You're only going to have Chubb. Um, it, depends on how, it depends on how much Baker taking, man. So Matt Ryan is at 10, and he's at $30 million a year. Yeah, but, Listen, I mean, that's what I'm saying, like 25, 25, yeah, 20, 20. 25 to, to, to 30 is is, ba- is where – here's my thing – is where he should be. What he's actually going to get, I don't know, because like we've said, it's a, no. it's a quarterback thing. So no. the Browns, what the Browns hope whenever they make the deal, they hope his career is like Dak. Like, remember, everybody was saying it was just a run game and it was Zeke and the offensive line. And then year after year, Dak continued to get, get better and better and better. Even even when he's – even the Cowboys – remember, the Cowboys franchise tagged him two years in a row. They didn't even yeah. trust him. Then Jerry gives him the bread, $75 million signing bonus. Um, you imagine <laughs> signing a piece of paper and you're $75 million richer? Crazy, crazy. I'd punch uh, somebody in the throat right now for that. They, <laughs> he gets he gets the $160 million deal. Um, and now, you know, people are saying he's – I mean, before before Sunday, he was an MVP candidate. I mean, he's still a top top MVP candidate for sure. So that's what that's what I'm for, I'm pretty sure Browns fans are hoping. Um, um, and and the organization is hoping that he could have his – he could have a trajectory like Dak where – Eventually, it replaces where he's if not, if he becomes better than the run game, if he can win games for you when the run game isn't great, um, and and be and be a, and be a, a real franchise guy that could eventually, you know, hopefully, you know, lead, lead them to to a bowl because that's what they hope. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I agree with you. I completely think you know this. You can't. It's really tough to judge him right now because he's not a hundred percent. Um, I don't. I don't think this is the best Baker Mayfield we've seen. No. And and um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like he's still playing because the bread and Baker's not it. I mean, I I, I get I get I get you. I, I I complete. I get it. I get it. I really do. But it's like, what do you do? I mean, you could you could go after Garoppolo. You could go okay. after. You could go after you know Watson or Wilson. That, see, tell me Russell Wilson does not make the Browns a Super Bowl team immediately. I would, I would pick them as the favorite in the conference. I really would. You put Russell of Wilson, course, yeah, of, course, yeah, of course, of course, for sure. But uh, one is, is he gonna? Does he want to? Does he want to go play there? And and it, it also his his price as well is not is not cheap annually. From a cap standpoint, so I think yeah. I think this is Baker's fourth year because after the side, they yeah, want to this, yeah, this is drops. this is his right. This is his fourth year. Yep, yeah, this is his fourth year. So, 
Um, like I said, I don't think Baker's ever care. Like, listen, I've always heard this this uh, comparison of quarterbacks. Some of them are the train, you know, where they where they pull everybody else along, and other ones are the caboose, where they're getting dragged by their team. And I think Baker is somewhere right in the middle car. <laughs> he can win you some yeah. games, but other times he's I, like he's getting like listen if if the situation around him isn't very good, he probably won't be very good. But they've built the right situation, so well they don't have to decide then. Make him play for the eighteen million and see. That's what I think that they're going to do. I don't think that they're going to give him a contract, but I know that they're going to. I I think that they should. Well, that's the thing. People don't think that they should pick up the fifth-year option because Baker's terrible all of a sudden. All I'm saying is, unless you can trade for a quarterback, sign a quarterback that you know is good, because I don't think anybody's in love with anybody in the draft class this year, but whatever. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with the Browns, man. A lot of talk about, about Baker and, and his future uh, going forward. We got the Colts and the Bills. A lot of people said this is like an upset. I didn't really, I didn't really see it that way. Um, I felt like I just saw it as a really good game. Um, I know the Bills are, you know, for what they did last year, going thirteen and three, uh, being in the AFC Conference Championship game. Definitely high expectations coming into this year. They're, they're still playing really good football uh, outside of outside of Sunday. Uh, you know, they had the lot, and they've lost two of their last three. But I mean, it's still a good team. They have Josh Allen, uh, big time quarterback, big time wide receiver, and Diggs as well. But yeah, uh, you just it just ran into ran into a beast, man. This offensive line, the Colts, really playing well. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to catch the. I, I believe the, the the hard knocks with the Colts just is happening oh, now. Yeah, I it's forgot about that. The end season hard knocks here is, is going on right now, and um, they're probably gonna talk about that. that that's that was pretty. I, I was, it was only a matter of time when they gonna they were gonna do that. Uh, do an end season hard knocks. I, I don't know what took so long, but. As much as a reality, probably saying they would rather die than actually partake in it. As much as much as a reality show the NFL is, and how much is covered on a you know daily basis before Sunday happens, it, it was only right for them to do this. So I'm um, not surprised. Is he a big time quarterback? Is he a big time quarterback? Oh uh, well, I mean, I, I think so. I think so. I still think so. I still feel like he has a lot of talent. Um, I don't think they have. A great run game. I just I feel like to me, him him and Lamar are really on on in, in the same in the same breath. You know, it's kind of crazy how you you've been going at it with people comparing Lamar and, and Josh uh, from the stand. They they have they have to do everything for their team. Um, if they're not on their game every single Sunday, then the team doesn't look great. And that's exactly what we saw uh, last uh, a few days ago. And the Colts went down there, went up went up there. <laughs> And just and just demolish that that run defense, man. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns. Exactly. They don't have a run game at all. They really don't. They need to they they need a Thurman. They need a Thurman Thomas, man. They don't they, CJ, they got do you know, I got a question for you. Trivia stat here. Do you know how many run plays the Bills called in that game designed for running backs? I'm gonna say five. Eight. See, at first I was gonna say seven, man, but wow, that's crazy. I mean, but that's—I think it's back-to-back weeks too, because I think last week they only called like eight or nine as well. Uh, but last so week, that's a, that's, no run last game, week, last week was a, that's a bye, last week is a bye week. You know, it's, a, it's a, with the Jets, so um, you know what I'm saying. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. 
There's two batteries you can have there. Um, but yeah, but you know, they probably got a little bit too confident coming into this one and they got rocked. And the offensive line in, in Indianapolis is is stout. Gotta give uh Ballard a, a load of credit for building the team the right way, uh inside out. That's how you build championship teams, inside out. And um Jonathan Taylor getting him in the second round. Again, all these all these running backs, you look at the some of the, the top running backs in the league. They're coming in. They're coming in second, third round. Henry was a second round pick. Jonathan Taylor, second round pick. Kamara, fourth round. Uh, you know, McCaffrey and, and and Cook are like anomalies. So, um, of course, of course, yeah, of course, one hundred percent. And um, you got to, you definitely have to pass when you're down by that much. And got to, got to give a lot of credit to to this this Colts team. You know, it was looking a little shaky after that Monday Night Football game against the Ravens. People were, you know, weary. People were, people were worried about how the season was going to turn out. But they're really playing really real solid football right now. The defense started to come along. <laughs> no name defense. <laughs> Starting to catch up to them. It's looking tough, man. It's looking tough. Um, they're gonna have, they got they have to be more physical up there up front. They have to be more physical up there. You can't you can't let this you can't let a guy come in your crib and get five tuds on you like that, bro. Can't can't happen like that. Can't. I just, I mean, one hundred percent. So, uh, what, what was your thoughts on this game, and, and where do you see both of these teams uh, right now? Because the Colts, are, I think the Colts are and in, in, definitely in the hunt right now uh, for the for, in the playoffs, and then the Bills, you know, losing two out of three. How do you see both of these teams currently? Yeah, I mean, I'm still the Bills. Still, you know, scare me slightly. Uh, they've they've shown some chinks in the armor uh, recently, uh, of course. Especially in this game, I mean, hey, Jonathan Taylor had 32 carries for 185 yards. Also had three catches, 19 yards in that touchdown. So he had five total touchdowns on the day, of course. Shout out Jonathan Taylor, though. Uh, I had him in one, in like two of my fantasy leagues, I believe. <laughs> so that uh, helped your boy out. Um, Definitely gonna be a, a top top two pick, top five pick next year, easily. Oh, I think he's. I think he might be the second pick. I still think you give McCaffrey number one. And then you give JT number two. Just saying. Just saying. But, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz didn't have to do anything. He's 11 for 20 in this game, 106 yards, and that touchdown was to Jonathan Taylor. But uh, that's the thing, you know. I think a lot of people fall in love with, like, the stats of everything and and, and how teams are doing. Uh, I, I think I got high in the Bills, too, but they haven't really played anybody. Like, they beat the Chiefs. We were all happy about that. They should have beat the Titans as well. I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Allen, if he doesn't slip, they they, they, they beat the Titans as well. But uh, <laughs> killed me in fantasy twice. And Matt was one of the people I played. Uh, JT is Death Dynasty running back one. Uh, but, yeah, this was a game, like you said, where they got slapped in the face. Like, this was – and, you know, the real turning point that, like, people kind of glide past, that fumble on the um, on the kickoff return right. ended the game. It ended the game. I mean, at that point, it was 17-7, and 10 points in the NFL was nothing. That's that's literally two drives. Uh, so they, they fumble the ball. The Colts get the ball at the Buffalo two-yard line. Two plays later, they're in the end zone. Then, but then even after that, Buffalo goes down, misses a field goal. 
So the, the game was over at that point. Um, and the, the main thing for them is, is just that they just can't run the ball. Like, they are literally incapable of running the ball. Uh, Breda had five carries. Devin Singletary had three. Zach Moss had three. So I guess it wasn't eight. I don't know who – somebody told me it was eight. Um, what is that, 11 then? Whatever. Uh, and then Josh <laughs> Allen carried it twice as well. But, like, you can't – like, we love teams that pass because it's more entertaining. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, that's why everybody fell in love with the Chiefs. That's why, you know, the 07 Patriots were such a fun team to watch and, and the Bills have been fun to watch over these past years because they like to pass. But, like, 11 times running – and, like, that's another thing, too. It's not an 11 times where you're scared of the person running the ball. Teams wish the Bills would run the ball. They don't have anybody. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Matt Breida, who's on, like, his fifth team now. Like, is that – does that scare you? No. And like you said, this was an, an upset in the, in the technical terms, and I thought the Bills would win this game. Um, but it's – I mean, the Colts aren't bad. And, you know, uh, this is a tough game for me. I got MVP Josh Allen and, and you know, went to Naples on the other side. It was, yeah, you it was, was, uh, were saying last week you were torn, man. I know. I, I was stressed out here. I was stressed. Um, but <laughs> that's the thing. The Bills have played some some solid teams recently. Well, not technically, but I mean they lost to the Jags. Still can't believe that one happened. The NFL was weird, man. I can't I can't figure it out this year. I'm supposed to know because we do this, but I don't know. Um, but and that's the thing too. You know, just just listening to some people, I feel like a lot everybody forgets that the Bills are very finesse now. I feel and I said this yesterday on Gen Z that everybody thinks that like the Bills are this hardcore tough team because we think of Buffalo and them smashing each other through tables and you know blue collar blah 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 <laughs> most of the big plays for the Bills are is when Josh Allen's out of the pocket after he scrambled and then somebody's wide open downfield like it is a very rare moment where Josh Allen is sitting comfortably in the pocket and then all of a sudden there's a big play it's always you know he made somebody miss outside of the pocket and then Stefan Diggs is wide open you know, down downfield. So they have some things that they have to fix. And, you know, I, I think eventually they will. I think this entire draft class is, is going to be built around offensive linemen and, and trying to figure out a running back. Uh, I thought that they should have went out at the trade deadline trying and, and got somebody. Uh, Marlon Mack would have been fine for them, especially because he can, you know, catch the ball out of the, out of the backfield as well. So, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with the Bills. I know that they've struggled recently, uh, and it's a big stretch for them too. Like we talk about the pa- it being a big stretch for the Patriots, uh, but they got to face us twice. They got to win these games down the stretch because right now we're in first place, baby. I mean, it's a half a game. Nobody's throwing a party out here, but uh, <laughs> first place looks good. It's back where it belongs. And for the Colts, this is what they have to do. I mean, we know. Jonathan Taylor is going to run the ball. I think this what is this? Is his eighth straight week with over hundred scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Uh, I believe I want to say that. And listen, no quarterback has really uh come out and, and stamped the MVP race like they always do. So with that being said, is it crazy? Is it crazy that Jonathan Taylor wins the MVP this year? I don't think it is. Why why not? With what he's doing, he's second in attempts, first in touchdowns. First in rushing yards. Hey, watch out for JT, man. Yeah, he's going to have to continue to um, 
finish. He's gonna have to finish this season strong. Finish this season strong. Put up some big numbers. Help get the Colts to the playoffs, and he could. He definitely has a shot. Like you said, it's uh, really, it's still close right now. There isn't a definitive, clear cut MVP uh, with six weeks left. So yeah, he's definitely, definitely in the running right now. If he can continue to play well, play at a high level, he's definitely there. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, last year, yeah, you know, there was it was it was a lock. It was a lock um, for who they gave it to. So uh, for Rogers. But yeah, it's it's gonna it's, it's a quarterback driven league. It's a quarterback driven league. Corey said cover cover two shell, force him to run. Yeah, that's how you got to kind of got to play like how they how to play the Chiefs. It's yeah. the same thing. Um, I'll say the, and I'll say this for the Bills. You know when they went to, when, they, when they were going to those Super Bowls, they had a great running back Thurman Thomas, and they also had a great pass rusher and and Bruce Smith. The, those are the two things they need if they want to get over the hump. They need a guy up front and that on that defensive line that could get to the passer, change things up. And they need that running back, man, that could change set of pace and change things up. If they're able to get that, they're gonna be dangerous. So um we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I think they're still gonna be a good team, but how far they're gonna go, we don't know, man. Cause like you said, it's 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 really a, a toss-up, a pick'em now when it comes to both it really both conferences. Like people, we know the Cardinals are nine and two, but it's like, yeah, like you know, but do do we do we believe in them? I think a lot of people still have have those questions uh, right now. The Bills have no pass rush. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need a guy to get. Be, they need a. They need their Bruce Smith. They need their gen, this generation's a Bruce Smith. That's what they need. They need a guy that could get to the quarterback chain and disrupt the game. They don't really have that. So um, those that's something that they're gonna have to work on, and hopefully in the draft or maybe free agency. All right, we got the Washington Football Team and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Cam, his first home game back, being with the Panthers, had a solid game. Uh, Heineke, man, Heineke came in there and just really, really spoiled, spoiled the homecoming, 100%. Him and Ron Rivera, they, <laughs> they came in there and had other plans. He was making some plays. Heineke was dealing. It was a third down play late in the fourth quarter. Where it looked like he was about to get sacked, he evades the defender, it gets the first down, keeps the drive going. Made he made some big time plays. I mean, he's he's kind of like Fitzpatrick Jr. a little bit. It's like you know he's gonna make plays, but you know is he is he a franchise guy? Um, he's gonna win you a lot of games. He's gonna make some some big time wild plays here and there. But can you really trust him? Uh, even though the defense hasn't didn't play great in the beginning of the season, it's starting to come along a little bit now. Cam played solid. I think he played. He played solid. They had a, they had a drive late where they were able to you know potentially come back, go down the field and drive drive the football down the field and score a touchdown. They weren't able to do so, uh, and it was just it was just a close game. Big win by by Washington football team. They want to stay in playoff contention. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I thought the Panthers were going to end up winning this game. I picked them, <clears throat> but you know. Taylor Heideke is going to have a job. That's all I'm saying. Um, he's going to have a job for a very long time. I don't know if it's going to be a starting quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, in the backup role. And I think it'll end up probably being a backup. But, you know, for what he's done, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere last year where he had to play um, against the the Bucks in that in that playoff game. Uh, and then um, you know, doing what he's doing this season, it's it's been impressive so far. So you know, good for him, and 
Uh, even Cam, you know, Cam played all right. This was, you know, kind of the homecoming game for, for Ron Rivera and for uh, Mr. Cam Newton. Everybody forgot that Rivera was coming back, you know, got, got pushed away into the mud. But uh, obviously the 27-21 win here, good for them. Uh, it kind of keeps them alive. I don't think that they're making a run towards the playoffs, but uh, this game was definitely more important for the Panthers. They kind of need, you know, to start racking up wins here as well uh, if they want to make a playoff run. And, uh, yeah, you know, nothing crazy. Cam was efficient in this game. I think that everybody's kind of realized – that you can't throw the ball that far downfield with Cam is a lot of, I feel like it's a lot of check downs now, a lot of crossing routes and that's what you should do. Uh, you know, I've always talked about the completion percentage part of it and everything like that. Um, and this is what you have to do to keep that up and, and, you know, give the ball to your playmakers and, and let them do the work. Um, McCaffrey had a solid game like he usually does. And, uh, that's what they have to do moving forward. Their their defense is going to have to keep them in these games, and their offense is going to have to do just enough to make them win. Uh, Panthers resign Cam next year. I could absolutely see it. Yeah, I could see uh, it as well. King James, King James and Lloyd Ant. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see them bringing back Cam, but Cam is going to have to. I think getting them to the playoffs automatically secures that. Oh, yeah. But if not, they could be looking at Deshaun. Don't sleep on that. I would love that. Deshaun Panthers? uh, Yeah, definitely. Send that that guy to the NFC. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, not to the AFCs. We don't need that. Yeah, no, we're good on that. Send send him to to the NFC back in Carolina. Clemson days, that's that's where he needs to go. Push come to shove. CJ, how do we feel about skipping the, the, the Dolphins and the Jets? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's like a bye week. Um <laughs> got the Eagles and the Saints. Nah, I'll say I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. Uh <laughs> two two are starting to come along, starting to play some solid football. I I just think they don't have a lot of weapons. You put some put some weapons around them. Their best player on offense is, is Waddle, and he's their rookie. And he's the rookie, so they need to. I mean, before everybody's like get rid of Tua, I mean, they need to put some put some guys around him to see what he really could do. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's the Jets, man. They're, they're not a, they're not a good football team, and well, well, I don't know what's gonna happen with that franchise going forward from a talent standpoint. Nice. Really feel for Zach Wilson, man. Obviously, he had no control, but it's, it's just. Which is back just, at the starting position this week. Congrats. Only one, I think the only reason, though, is uh, Mike White, Joe Flacco on the COVID list. Yeah, it's just, just tough. Tough for the Jets, man. Tough for the fans. My guy, Logan. Tough for you, brother. Feeling for you, bro. You, you, you and uh, Logan Sr., man. Feeling for you guys no, over there, man. Battle. No cap. Feeling for you guys over there, man. For real. I need, I need, to, I need to go over there and take over the franchise. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got the Eagles and the Saints. <laughs> we got the Eagles and the Saints. Saints run defense was top top rushing defense in the league, and the Eagles came down there and came 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 and just really just ran the football all day. Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts had a big time game. This was Jalen Hurts' fifteen game fifteenth game starting. So he, I mean, again, you know, Eagle fans call it, for it, call it, yeah, exactly, call it for his head. 
Um, he hasn't really, he hasn't even started a full season yet at worth of games. So he's still learning. I said this the last few weeks, I'm glad they're starting to run the football, become more balanced. That's what you do with young quarterbacks. You run the football, make things easier for him. Might make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the Jets and the Giants in the next two weeks. Those that that should be they should be seven and six right there. If they don't go seven and six and with those two layups, I don't know, those 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 are extra bye weeks. So if they're not able to <laughs> if they're not able to get those two layups, then I don't know, man. That those should be easy. Um, but yeah, the Saints, like I said, I think I just think they're trending in the wrong direction just because they don't have talent out there right now. Kamara's been hurt. Mike Thomas out for the season. Jameis out for the season. Trevor Simeon. I mean, you can't really ask him to do much, man. He's, he's you know he's like a fourth string quarterback. Um, at best, yeah, at best, yeah. So it's just tough, tough break for the Saints. The defense. I think the defense is still really good, but it's just tough, you know, from a confidence standpoint when you know you're sitting on the sideline watching the offense and they're just. And they didn't have Kamara in this one either. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have Kamara the last two weeks. Exactly. They didn't have Kamara the last two weeks. Uh, Mark Ingram, it's a good thing that Mark Ingram was there to give some type of production because they didn't trade for him. It's, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing from an offensive standpoint. But none, yeah, nonetheless, a very important win for the Eagles. Their first home win of the season comes in week 11. Um, And it looks like they're trending in the right. Vikings, 49ers. Uh, and and the Eagles, they you know those 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 three teams right there, definitely in that in that bubble to try to make that push. We'll see we'll see who comes out on top and able to able to get into the dance. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Uh, just just quickly, uh, we'll get to the said, game of the week. No, nah, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, like you said, the the Saints run defense hit the diddy bop. Don't even know where they uh where they came from. Uh, and listen, all I'm saying is everybody hating on Jalen Hurts. All I know is when I watch him, he makes plays, and they've won some games. They've already won more games than I thought they would win this year. So I'm, all I know is they got three first-round picks this year, I believe, and I ain't taking a quarterback with any of them. So take that as you will. Yeah, they're in a nice spot, man. Like I said, if they had just got that wide receiver position right, oh, Listen, at least they asked Smith right. Because that man, he, he, he looked like a yeah, that, that's that, yeah, that's probably um what's what's keeping Eagle fans like calm, you know, when it comes to Roseman. But that was but yeah, I don't know. Wild on Hertz, bro. I mean it started 15 games. Calm down. Yeah, I mean, you know, they that's what happens when you win a Super Bowl recently. You know, you you just see you, you your eyes are different, man. Yeah, I remember when they said that they ended the Patriots? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, man. Of course not. But <laughs> there you, is you, no ending up. So what's that scene from The Godfather or Goodfellas? You know, right when you think I'm gone, they pull me back in. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, listen, it's, they had a, they had a, it was a great game. And then from a fan perspective, they they, they want to they want that again. They want that again. They want they want to see that again, man. Uh, this happens. You get you get. I, I can't. You, I guess you could say. I guess you could call it spoil odds for them. Because that was their that was their first bowl ever, so uh, you know. And as the Philly fans too, I mean, they they just they're. I thought New York fans were. I thought New York fans are ruthless. I mean, but this this is definitely neck and neck. They're definitely neck and neck for for top two ruthless fans. Um, but you got to be patient, man. You got to be patient with this guy. I think uh, he has all the all the intangibles. Um, will it all come together for him as a, becoming an elite passer? We'll see. Still got to build some talent around him. They extended Goddard. 
uh, for, for, for I think, five-year five extension, if I'm not mistaken. It looks like they have a solid linebacker and, and TJ Kendricks, who they also extended. Defense still looks really good. Big play Slay, Darius Slay, looking like a defensive player of the year candidate for how he's played the last few weeks. Got to put him in contention. So they're, they're, they're looking solid. They're looking really solid and got to gotta give Nick Seriani a lot of credit. We'll see if they're able to, uh, to you know, get, get in the dance. Um, like Corey said, that, that, that schedule is really favorable. And if they're able to get there, I think it, it definitely helps Jalen Hurts' chances of, of remaining a quarterback for them. And they won't have to look elsewhere and try to use those picks to maybe get a Watson or Wilson. And we got the last game. Uh, the week Thursday night football game at the Patriots and the Falcons. Uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is shut down. I go, I was, it was close a little early, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Mac had the nice drive, nice pass to Aguilar. I was like, all right, you know, I like the way the offense is looking. I, I got, I'll say, I'll say this, right? Dan Pease, I think Dan Pease called a great game defensively. It was blitz, blitzing Mac. Uh, he was getting out of. He was definitely shaking in the pocket a little, shaky in the pocket a little bit. Wasn't able to get some timely throws that we're accustomed to, especially from what we saw last week against Cleveland. He was definitely blitzing them, showing some, showing us some different type of looks. I think he did a great job, just offensively uh, for the Falcons. Uh, I didn't see it. New England was was extremely dominant, dominant on all three levels, stopping the run. That that fourth stopping them on fourth and one. That was a big time play. Every, it's like everybody had an interception. Me and Connie had an interception on on the quarterbacks, <laughs> <laughs> on the quarterbacks last week. Uh, the quarterbacks, man, it was it was easy pickums, man. It was Thanksgiving, man. It was Thanksgiving for that for the for those QBs showing a lot of love uh, to the to the New England defenders. Kyle Van Noy gets a pick six. Matt Ryan, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. For me, He's I feel like. He got he he has he has to he has to request a trade. You can't. I mean, he's 36, 37, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, might be one or the other. Can't you can't have a rebuild at that age, bro? Now, I understand being loyal, and I'm sure he loves Atlanta. Uh, it's a great place, but <laughs> you know, re rebuilding is is yeah. I, I saw I saw that comment so much in the in the Patriots on the Patriots post after the game. It was. It was. It's wild. It's wild how those things work out, man. And you know that there was a solar eclipse that was three hours and twenty eight minutes. It's somebody. There's somebody out there, man. I don't know. I don't know what you believe in, but uh, <laughs> there's somebody up there. You feel me? So it's a crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy game. Crazy game for the defense. Just dominant on a short week after a big time win against Cleveland. And they, and they did their thing. The offense, like I said, the offense was a little stagnant to my liking. But, you know, I do give Dan Pease a lot of credit. Uh, against Tennessee, they're going to have to respond and, and, and really show up because, like Corey said, it, it's definitely going to be a chess match between Vrabel and, and Belichick. Yeah, you know, our boys 25 nothing. I'm still trying not to get too high, CJ. I am because, listen, I know we're in first place. But I said it about the Bills. I'll say it about us, too. You know, we've only beaten first and second year either quarterbacks or coaches this year. And we got Bill. We got Bill. So he ain't seen nothing in this NFL world that you – there ain't nothing you can throw at him that he hasn't seen yet. So this is what he does. Now we're getting into this stress where you know you get Josh Allen, you know, experienced, 
along with McDermott, who's experienced. You get, you know, Frank. You have Frank Reich over there in the uh, with the Colts with Carson Wentz, some experience. You get uh, Ryan Tannehill and Mike Rayroll experience. So this is a big moment for the kids. But listen, all I can do is speak on this week, and it was the first time the Falcons been shut out since 1988. That's all I'm saying. Jeez. So uh, it's the first time they've been shut out in their own stadium, I should say. Since 1988. That was the year before they drafted Dion. That's a long time, man. It's a long Not time. Irish, man. Probably in high school. Yeah, um, man. She was doing something, man. Not playing football. <laughs> maybe playing football. Maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, like you said, uh, I'm, I'm to me even care with this team. You know, I like what I see right now. The defense is playing great on, on all three all three phases. But until until I see these last four games. I really can't really – I mean, it, it means nothing. Yes, we're uh, number one in the AFC East. Doesn't mean does, – yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything to me. Man, I haven't played Buffalo twice. Um, I know Buffalo lost to the Colts, but, you know, that's not us. So it doesn't really matter. Um, and until we do that, at least get one of those wins. You know, right now – happy with two and two. On paper, you could say those those games look pretty favorable. You know, just off just off of last week and how all three of those teams uh, well, outside of the Colts, um, how how looking at how those teams play, it looks like the Colts. People will probably say the Colts is the probably tougher tougher matchup for us because of what they do up front. I think that is going to be a great matchup um, from an offensive offensive line versus defensive line standpoint. That's going to be a complete chess match. I can't wait to watch that. Um, so yeah, it's this this is this is going to be a big test these last four games. Well, these next four games for New England, we'll see where they. Where they're at, I trust Bill. I'm a ride with Bill always, and uh, you know Max. Max gonna have to improve. He's gonna have to improve, get better. Uh, hopefully, you took this little. He took this bye week, watching a lot of film, and and he's gonna have to get right, bro. It's, it's about it's about to get real. It's not it's not Alabama. No, sir. We're talking about the big leagues right now. So uh, we're gonna find you know, my computer being mad slow right now. I'm not liking how this is looking. I don't know if that's showing up on the on the screen right now, but we we lagging a little bit here. I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, come on, bro. This won't even load right now. No, CJ, you might you might have to hold it down. Hold it down. Right, let me see. Might have to hold it down. We getting we getting a little laggy over here in the, at the Conover crib. Oh, look at this. Shows the teams on box. <clears throat> At least the Braves won it all. Yeah, bro. That's that's. They're definitely. You got it. You got it. Uh, it's right? like on my screen. It's still lagging. So like, it's weird that it's showing up. But uh, because yeah, I, I see it. I but... All right. Let's see. Let's see if I can zoom in nice and slowly. See what happens. Oh, hello. You're good to go? I don't know. Hold on. Let's do this nice and slow so I don't mess nothing up. You know what? This is, this, is, this is as good as we're going to get. Yeah, hey, that's cool with me. We can, see, All right. we can see it. Perfect. See the fans can see. Uh, again, yeah, appreciate you guys watching. Again, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, make sure you like the video, share. Uh, again, we go live every Tuesday at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern time 
Also on ColorCast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On ColorCast as well. Um, looking like something in the works with, with, with them. Uh, I've known about them for a little while. So uh, look out for us uh, at C. James USN and then A. Conover USN from, from my guy Connie on ColorCast. Uh, yeah. So, all right, let's get into week, week 12 predictions. Thanksgiving Day. We got the uh, Snooze Fest. Got the Bears and the Lions. <laughs> who who you got? I don't even I don't even know if I want to pick now. <laughs> you know, I really want to say the Lions because I want them to get their first win of the season. But I think since Nagy gonna get fired, they're gonna play for him. So I'll go with really? the Bears. Man, I have no idea, bro. I'm a <laughs> You know what? You know what? I'm a, I'm in a I'm in a, I'm in a festive mood, man. It's the holidays. I'm gonna go with the Lions. Okay. Bro. I'm gonna go okay. with the Lions. I'm gonna say golf at at home. I think that'd be a nice nice story. I think I think uh, Campbell said he might he might be good to go. I okay. Believe, I believe I read that. Um, so I think that'd be a nice Thanksgiving Thanksgiving gift to the Lions fans at Ford Field. Get that first win of the season against the Bears. I see that happening. All right, we got Vegas and, Vegas and Dallas. Who are you rolling with? I'm going with the Cowboys. Too much uh, going on in Raiderland. Yes, sir. I'm going with Dallas as well. Saints and the Bills. Bills traveling to, uh, to, to New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, give me the Bills. I think they bounce back. You know, a good team gets blown out, and then they got to play the next week. I think that they make some adjustments. They uh they wake up a little bit here. Give me the Bills. Okay, and then I got uh and then we got the Buccaneers versus the Colts. Good. Who are you picking? Man, I'm gonna go with the Bucks in a close game. No, no, who'd you pick for the Bills and Saints? Did I miss? Oh, it? oh sorry, my bad. Uh, I got I got Buffalo. Yeah, I got Buffalo. Okay. My bad. Yeah, I'm okay. going with Buffalo. Uh, and we got the Bucks and the Colts. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Yeah, man. Yeah, give me the Bucks just because they're very good against the run, and the Colts love to run the ball. Yeah, now, this okay. is the real toilet bowl, CJ. I got Tyrod. Tyrod and them boys, man. Stopping yeah, the Jets. Give the, yeah, give me the Texans over the Jets. I mean, nobody should watch this game. This is what you put on, like, prisons or something to rehabilitate people. <laughs> rehabilitate them? I wouldn't throw that game on. Uh, well, you no, 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 because you know you, you make them suffer so much that they have to act good to get to play to get to watch. Oh, the see a better game, right? Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, I see. All right, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, we got NFC NFC East showdown: Eagles and the Giants. I'm rolling with Philly, bro. It's it's really, like I said, I just don't I don't see Freddie Kitchens call it a master class of an offensive scheme. On Sunday, yeah. I don't see it. You I could what? be wrong, but I just don't see it. I'm actually going with the Giants. Wow. Just because these games are always close. Divisional games, especially in the NFC, oh, are yeah. always close. Yep. No matter what, you can throw the records out usually. Like Giants, Cowboys, you can usually throw the record out. And then like Eagles, Giants, you can usually throw it out as well. So I'm going to go with the Giants. And, and probably I lean more towards them just because the game is at home. Fair, very fair. 
Got Connie here, you. Hold up. Yeah, I still, yeah, I still got you on the cast. Can't hear you on the uh, on the stream right there. All right, cool. Some technical difficulties, guys. Uh, it's waiting on Connie to um, get back, and we'll finish up the. Uh... Yeah, we'll finish up the predictions, man. Uh, anybody got? What'd you say, bro? That's crazy. That's crazy. You want me to come in for YouTube? Uh, no, nah, we're good, Matt. Um, Connie's about to Connie's about to come in right now. Uh, just computer died, so as soon as that's charged, we'll be we'll be good to go. But yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of a lot of good games. A lot of good games this week. Uh, last week was really good. Last week was really good. All the games that me and Connie went over. Uh, I, I was really really shocked about what what the Colts did to to Buffalo. Definitely thought it'd be a closer game, but. That boy Jonathan Taylor, man, he's just he's just doing wonders right now. He's doing wonders right now. Definitely looking like trying to submit himself as one of the best backs in the league. He's able to do that. The link, I got you. Patch to the moon. Uh, like, uh, like, I mean, like me, like me and Connie just talked about. Um, I think. It's going to come down to how they play in these next four weeks, these next this this first this first month of the season. Um, if they're not able to stay consistent, especially from especially on offense, and I'm worried about I'm worried about the defense too a little bit, but but more the offense because what I saw from the Falcons and what what Dan Reeves did in terms of sending some blitzes at Mac and, and making things difficult, I think. Defensive coordinators are going to do that to him. Um, going forward, try to make try to make it difficult, try to make him look at other reads, and you know it, it, he could struggle. I'm sending a link now, bro. Um, he could he could struggle for sure. So he's going to have to stay in that playbook. Got to stay in that playbook. I think as soon as as long as we commit to the run, I think the offensive line has been playing really solid, and it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle for that for that first place for that first place in the AFC, for sure. All right, yeah, we should. All right, cool. All right, guys, yeah, Connie's going to be right back. Um, yeah, Connie, be right back, and then we'll finish up the predictions. Anybody else is watching, man? Appreciate you guys. We got five in the chat, five in the stream, tuning in on YouTube again. If you haven't, like and subscribe. Give us a shout out. Retweet us. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to move this move this uh, platform forward, guys. I'm about to add my brother to the stream now.
you know, listen, people, you know, the, the technical difficulties are real out here. I got my <laughs> computer, I got my computer plugged in to the charger and it died. Wow. I'm going to need, listen, Apple, I got some beef with you now. Techno- technology, man. Um, you able to. We were. Nah, I'm on my phone. You, it's all you phone. now, brother. All right, let me, all right, let me see. Um, give me one second. That's mad weird, bro. But you know what? Hey, this is this is the beauties of doing live shows, people. Things like this happen. You know, if uh, if we weren't doing live, we could easily edit it out. But is it not more exciting watching us scramble around trying to figure everything out? You know, it makes it more entertaining out here for the people. But uh, yeah, we're 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 worrying these games. We're gonna have to take a look back up on my schedule now on my you know computer that was already plugged into the chargers now charging. I think Matt just said something about the package too. You want to touch on that as I uh, get this uh, screen up. Ah, uh, there we go. I got the uh, I got the comments back up now. Can't believe the Packers lost on the last second field with the Vikings. Tough life, man. Uh, shout out to you boys. Great job. Good looks, Corey. But uh, appreciate you, yeah, brother. Matt, listen, Matt, I picked the Vikings on the last show. You told me I was crazy, I believe, by the way. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. And uh, listen, when does he not say that when you pick against You know what? You're not a CJ. You know what? That, out of all the things you've said on this show, that might have been the best point you've ever made. It's top might one. Be, that might be that might, that's one of the best points you've ever made. Um, <laughs> Crying. But yeah, you know, it's uh, divisional games are very weird. Like they really are. Teams that should not win win games because it's in the division. And I mean, it's it's hard when you when you're in a divisional game because you see each other so often. Like you know what the other team is usually going to do. You know uh, the the plays that they're running. You know what their defensive style is. The only way that really changes is when there when is when there's a new coach. And even then, you you still know the personnel on the other team, so you can scheme against them. You know what a quarterback does well and what he doesn't do well. You see them more than ever. Uh, that's the only teams you're playing twice a year. Everybody else gets to look at you once. So divisional games in the NFL, that's why a lot of them just don't go, just don't go the way that they're supposed to. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins beat the Patriots this year. We got, uh, because the Titans and Texans same division, right? I'm not bugging. Yes. AFC South. Yeah. That's, that's the same division right there as well. Um, it's, it's just a weird it's a weird situation that goes on. It really is. How we doing, CJ? Yeah, I'm about to share right now. Lit. So it's okay, man. We still are. <laughs> Listen, man, everybody's a little bit of a homer. We us Patriot fans are going crazy. We're in first place by a half a game. <laughs> but hey, first place is first place, you feel me? Oh yeah, by the way, CJ, I'm a little I'm a little upset. You know, my brother. Is going to the Patriot Bills game Monday night football, whatever one that is, in Buffalo. I'm a little, I'm a little salty about that. You know, it might be an anniversary present, but still, I couldn't have gotten invited. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to yeah, Let's get back to the schedule. Uh, I was crazy. CJ when the Knicks made the playoffs last year. Yo, CJ, what were your reactions when they made the playoffs last year? Are you pumped or what? Yep, it's definitely hype, bro. 
but Enjoy we're doing okay. Now. Yeah, my son got the bag and started playing a little choppy. Feel me? Still, I don't know what that's. A, I don't know what that's about. Yo, you can see the screen schedule. I can. We're all good. All right, so we got Carolina against Miami. I think this is going to be a closer game than what people may expect. Who you got? I don't. <laughs> I got Carolina easy. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going with. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Panthers, but I think it's. I think. It, I think it is gonna be a close game. It's in Miami. Um, they, they've been playing pretty solid last few weeks, especially on defense. Uh, but I think Cam and those guys, they want to make that playoff push. They got to get that dub. Tennessee against the Patriots. I mean, <laughs> call me biased. Call me biased, but rolling with the Pats. You know, Connie and I roll with the Pats every week. AFC AFC North showdown. We got the Steelers and the Bengals. Who you got? Give me the Bengals in this one. I know the Steelers just scored a lot of points, um, but I just don't feel like their offense can do that every week. Uh, I guess Minka Fitzpatrick should be back. I know he's on the COVID list, but I would assume he should be back maybe. Uh, but if not, that's even just a bigger reason to pick Cincinnati. But I'll go with them no matter what. Yeah, I'm um... – if if Watt and Fitzpatrick are back, that's a big that's those are big time additions that back to big. that defense. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Uh, and I just don't some you know, sometimes the Bengals they look good, and then other moments you know they they fall flat. This is a divisional game. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I'm gonna go with the Bengals in a close in a close one. Falcons Jacksonville. Whew. Give me Jacksonville. Really? Yeah. See, you and Josh did the same thing. I, 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 I'm going with the Falcons again, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why we were falling in love with Jacksonville now. Huh? I mean, you know, it's not an easy pick. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I'm just going off of what New England did to them last week. Uh, True. I think as Ridley coming back, I think he might be. I think he might be coming back if he comes. If he comes back. That may change some things. I heard. I heard something. I saw Adam Schefter tweet something about really um, earlier today. That mental baby. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But I'm still. I'm. I'm still go with the Jags as it stands today. Uh, we got the Chargers and the Broncos. I'm rolling with the Chargers, even though it's on the road, high altitude. Um, I think they run the football, and I think they get it done in a close game. Close game. Who you got? I, I can't agree with you. I got the Chargers in this one, too. All right. We got the Rams and the Packers. Uh, on paper, it looks like a really good game. I'm rolling with – Which means it's going to be awful. You know that, right? Yeah. This is this usually how it's been going down lately at uh, this season. I'm going with Green Bay. Got an L.A. team going to going to Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Green Bay. I'm going to go no, with the Rams. In November. Sheesh. I'm going to go with the Rams. I know. I know. But – Coming off a of bye week, they had just got embarrassed by the Titans. I think no, or was it the Niners? No, the Niners. The Niners, um, right? Yeah. yeah, and the Titans. Yeah. True. <laughs> Coming off a of bye, they'll have Odell more involved in the offense. You know, give me, give me, the, give me the Rams here. Matt, Matt loves big the Green statement Bay. game. You feel me? Big statement game. That'd definitely be a statement game. Matt loves the Green Bay energy. Respect. Odell breakout game. Oh, let me show that. For for the guys, for the viewers, Odell breakout game. 
Uh, last time, last time he was in uh, in Lambeau, wasn't wasn't didn't go didn't work out so well. Right no, boat picture. You know? No, that was, I know that was a few years ago, but uh, it, w- it would be nice to see him. It, it would be nice to see him have a have a big game. He really hasn't had one of those big like big time games in a while. You know that. You know that seven years ago was the catch today, I believe. It's like a blur, bro. It's like a blur. I remember when it happened. I was watching that game. Me too. It's crazy. Time flies. Time flies, bro. For real. All right. We got like the game. This is one of the highly anticipated games of the week. Minnesota versus the 49ers. Who you got? I'm going to go with the 49ers. Game is at home. Uh, they're, 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 they're hot right now. Debo Samuel, big game. Uh, as long as Jimmy G doesn't mess it up, we should be all right. All right. Uh, let's see if Corey says something about the Rams Packers. Only played 15 snaps last week, full week of prep. Yeah, that's a good point. OBJ had, had butterfingers last, last time. Yeah, Listen, he still had ocean both, water on his hands, you know? Both, both points are true. Both points are true by Corey and Matt. P.S. Jimmy, porn star Jimmy for the win. Uh, so you go. I mean, of course, you got to say that because of the divisional. I get it. I'm going with man, it's at Levi Stadium. I was about to say Candlestick. It's at Levi Stadium. This is a good game, man. Who do I trust? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I'm gonna go with the 49ers, man. Uh, I think the defense is coming along well. I think they run that football. Uh, and are dominant at the point of attack and going with the Niners. I think Debo has a good game. Then we got the Sunday night football game. Browns, Browns, Ravens. Last year, the Monday night football game against the Browns and the Ravens was, was an all-timer for sure. The the Lamar mystery leaving the game, mystery gate, uh, coming back. <laughs> coming back. Paul Pierce. Yeah, on his Paul Pierce coming back, dropping tuds. I believe that game went into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Big game. New year, who you got? I I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Uh, I, it's gonna be a close game. I would give the Browns a better chance if Baker was healthy, but the man is playing with, you know, he he looks like the operation board right now. You know, you got to pull out the 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 knee bone. You got to pull out the the mucus from the from the stomach, all that. So uh, I'll give it to the to the Ravens. To the Ravens, <laughs> Lamar. Lamar had to take a shit last game. Nah, yeah, he's, yeah, he probably had the bubble guts for sure. Um, no cap. <laughs> I'm going going with the Ravens as well. Like, I mean, just Baker's just decimated, man. Decimated with injuries. This is going to be smash mouth football. A lot, a lot of. It's gonna, it could be an ugly game. I could definitely see it being a low scoring game for sure. Uh, but I'm going with Baltimore. And then we got the Monday night football game, Seahawks versus the Washington football team. <laughs> Taylor Heineke versus Russ. Monday night, who are you going with? Listen, if Russ loses this game and the Seahawks lose this game, we got bigger problems in the world. So I'll take the Seahawks. <laughs> take the Seahawks. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seattle, man. This is my last chance going with Seattle, man. Last chance, been, you? I, yeah, last for real, for real. I've been picking them a lot and been falling short, but um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Seattle in this one. That's all right, that's all we got. Uh, I'm doing the upset. 
what a terrible Monday night. Oh, let me show you. I forgot. Let me show you these games. Yeah, I forget. This, this is what Connie does, guys. <laughs> what, a ter- what a terrible Monday oh, night. I game got here. faith CJ going to hold it down, you know? Uh, yeah, of course. Always. Always. I'm doing the upset. Oh, you going with the upset? Okay. Yeah, it's very possible. Very possible. Taylor Heineke out here? Goaded? I mean, he played he played well last week, so you will we'll see what he does on Monday night at home at FedEx. All right, man, that that wraps it up um, for, for the show, episode fifty three. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys tuning in, watching from wherever platform you're watching from: YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Colorcast. We were on there for over two hours. Appreciate the support. I was looking at the app a little bit. See, also a lot of interactions. So everybody that showed love, really appreciate that. Um, you can find me at on Twitter at CJ at CJames9 underscore. Great show, guys. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for, for stopping by. Always putting in your input. Really appreciate it. Corey as well. Logan. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at CJames9 underscore IG CJ dot James uh, nine on Instagram, guard up pod. Uh, also starting a new Patriots podcast coming out this week called the forever new England podcast covering all things Patriots. Uh, Make sure to check that, check that out. Definitely be promoting that on all my socials. So be on the lookout for that playmaker (laughs) playmaker. I try, man. I try. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Happy Thanksgiving, my guy. Yes, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, Connie, where can, where can they find you, man? Yes, sir. For me, Anthony Conover underscore over there on Twitter. That's, you know, where I put out all my thoughts. You can follow me uh, for my other show, Generational Sports at Gen Z Sports over there on Twitter as well. Generational Sports is Monday, 7 Eastern. Me and my boy Josh do that uh, every week. Uh, Make sure you go check that out. Like, review the podcast, everything like that. Had a nice episode this week. Got a nice little uh, heated, heated cam debate. Oh, we're a little Little skip Shannon action. Well, it, it, it got. It, I'm not gonna lie, it got kind of heated. I, I mean, it got kind of oh, heated. So you gotta go to, check that out. We'll have to watch that um, back. Okay. <laughs> uh, so make sure you guys go check that out. Obviously, me and CJ are, are giving you the hard count every Tuesday at nine Eastern, two hours thirty seven minutes at this very moment. So we appreciate everybody sticking around. For real, uh, for real, we, we trying our best out here to you know make the content as entertaining as it possibly can be. I apologize for the uh, for the technical difficulties in the show. I don't even know. I still don't know what happened. I don't understand. Um, but <laughs> Matt said he witnessed it. That is true. Whoa! Now nah, I'm gonna have true. to check that out, son. Um, a little negativity. It was no, nah. nah, it was fun. You know, it was fun. I, I, I like it. You know, a little, I was feeling a little frisky that day. You know what I mean? Um, and then Thursday, I do backstop banter with me and Michael. Obviously, this Thursday. We got this, you know, Thanksgiving holiday thing. So uh, no banter on Thursday. But the week after that, we will have the cameraman for Zach Hample on, you know, the guy who, like, goes to all the different stadiums and catches the home run balls. And you see him all over, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that. We'll have his cameraman on, asking him some questions about his whole experience and everything of that nature. So make sure you check us out over there as well. And uh, CJ, we're out of here whenever you decide we're out of here. Again, again, guys, uh, make sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel, Unwrap Sports Network. Like and subscribe for the videos. Hit that notification bell when we go live for the listeners as well when you get a chance. Um, 
Uh, yeah, go on, you go on YouTube, go on Twitter as well. Make sure to follow us um, at all of our socials like we just alluded to at the end of this stream. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. You guys have a happy holiday, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, um, everybody. Hope everybody eats well, eat a lot of food, man. Um, and yeah, uh, if, you, if you're watching that Lions-Bears game, praying for you guys. Praying for you guys, man. All right, guys, uh, that, that ends it. You guys, catch you in the next one.